Episode 59, by the way, you missed it. About 30 seconds ago, Adam was giving us 10 tips on how to date cougars. <laughs> and you fully missed that part, but who knows? Maybe he'll give us a couple tips. This is Florida. It may podcast. Today, I Panthers. think it's the first time we have uh, Tom yeah. and uh, Danielle on the show at the same time. So, Danielle, good to have you in town. Yeah. Tom, Happy good to have to you in town. Here. It's a big deal. Yes. So What's tomorrow, by the way? Tell us what tomorrow's tomorrow Friday. Jobs Friday. That's Danielle's like Super Bowl. Okay, Non-farm so payroll Friday. Yeah, everybody it's a has big to be eight thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everybody has to be quiet. Everyone so, in your house knows. Do not talk to Danielle on Jobs Friday. Yeah. So ready nine, to be lied TVs to by the federal government. Here come the numbers. So from last time you were on till today, what are the jobs looking like? Scarce. Damn. I mean, no. It, look, there are. So you want to get on this right away? Yeah. Go for it. Give it to us. Let's get into it. No matter whether it's across the Midwest, whether it's here in Florida, just driving around, whether it's Texas, you can't drive a block without seeing a help wanted sign. That's right. There Mm -hmm. is a massive undersupply of labor. In Texas right now. Everywhere. This is a nationwide phenomenon because there are federal unemployment benefits that are being paid to people, and it makes no sense to work if you can get paid to sit on your ass for a lot more money. And that's what Americans are doing right now. This is so not American, what we're witnessing. So you're saying that, but the numbers show unemployment's, you know, uh, doing great. Economy's growing. No, no. No, there are a lot of people who are taking jobs, but that does not take away from, look at what happened to small businesses during the coronavirus. You got your big box retailers. Walmart was allowed to, to stay open. Home Depot, Lowe's. And all the small businesses had to close. And now... Bigger companies, Amazon, they can pay a little bit more per hour mm-hmm. to bring these people off the sidelines. Right. Small businesses can't do that. They don't have the funds, and they can't compete with these large players. So you screwed small businesses during the coronavirus. You're screwing them now with federal policy because they, they cannot afford to compete for labor that wants to sit on its ass. I've seen things like McDonald's is paying, paying you to 50 come bucks apply. Just to come, come for an interview. Come get 50 bucks just to get an interview. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. You get I went. I got 50 bucks. I got a, couple, <laughs> I got a Happy Meal. It was great. You make a hell of a drive through cashier, by oh, the way. Yeah, yeah. I think you kill it with I, your jokes. I, well, uh, I you to... wouldn't hit their 59-second <laughs> time, but you would be like a four-minute drive through. It could yeah. take a while. Yeah. Pro- so, productivity what? would crash at McDonald's. No question. But because you're sapiosexual, people would want to hear from you. Oh, I got to explain what that is. Ding, I, ding, I, ding, I, I ding, ding. Word part. of the day, word of the day. What uh, is a sapiosexual? Tell us. That is when you're attracted to somebody's brain, regardless of how their uh, outward appearance is. BizDoc, this is how you pull all the chicks. Clearly. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> they, this, this is This is it. This is the I only way I got married. <laughs> <laughs> to a teacher. By the way, make a note. We got to get a shirt saying, "I'm a sapiosexual." We, we got we got to get yep. something you're like that. You're attracted to someone's brain. You're attracted, you're attracted to someone's brain. So, Danielle, yeah. thank goodness. Um, you be, having beauty and brains has never been a problem of yours, but and bullets. Let, let from a female's perspective, um, how important is it looks versus money, wealth, brain for a man? Because I can tell you, to, for a woman, you know, looking at a man, I can tell you what a lot of Men in South Beach are looking for, and it's not exactly. So, I mean, uh, you you would have their to SAT like, score. You would have to put it on a matrix of sorts. You would have okay. to run like a scenario analysis. It depends on what your objective is. Yes. Really, I mean, if you actually want to mm-hmm. spend time with somebody, mm-hmm. then having no brain doesn't work for more than oh, I don't know, ten minutes. Okay. Maybe less. Female. Maybe less. Well, Maybe can less. I can I tell you what I asked? It all depends. <laughs> women. It's, it's very. That's right. It all depends. Oh the keyword. It's variable. I, I'll yeah. tell you what I ask a lot of women in. in uh, <laughs> 
in South Beach. I asked them this question. It's sort of like uh, the running joke that I ask women. I brought this up on the podcast yeah. before. I say, ladies, question for you. Would you rather date, like a serious date and or marry a guy who's like the hottest guy in the room, you know, Matthew McConaughey, George Clooney type, Leonardo DiCaprio, that guy, you know. But you say those names. Those are smart guys. Okay, You're not but, talking, you uh, got to say somebody who just, just got the look. I'm just saying very good looking yes. guy. Very good looking guy. Or. Broke as shit. He lives with his parents at home and in in lives in the basement. Yeah. See? Or, okay, that doesn't do it for <laughs> you. Or wealthy, super. Intellectual. Successful, intellectual. Sapiosexual. Complete sloppy dude. 300 pounds, oh, no. bald, gross. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not, to, not, not okay. hitting on the bald people. I'm just saying he's not taking care of himself. Okay. Those are your two options. What are we going with? He, the successful, okay, okay. The, the 300 not so pound attractive sloppy part, guy. That does not fit inside the scenario analysis okay. anywhere. That's so off you're the going, grid. So you're going with the broke, good-looking guy? Yeah, for about 10 minutes. Oh, I'm talking about a serious relationship. No. I would love to hear what you need, but what you're doing is you need a third option. What is that? What's the option? Who are you, the the dictator in the world, to give two options? I'm like, boy, boy, communist party, nobody. Or I got a third one for you. Or, or a 40 year old single man, handsome, good looking, can pull off a mustache, a beard, (laughs) comedian, smart, good with money, saves his money, doesn't drive. You know, is willing to let you drive. What like if we have an option like that? Yeah. That's well, that, the direction that guy, that I would be sounds, going. That guy sounds by, by the like way, a stud. I'm right here. <laughs> that guy sounds like a that stud. That guy sounds great. So how the hell do we go from jobs yes. to to your idea of who? Because I'm looking for unemployment. Is that what you're looking yeah. for? No, Tom, how did you get? To, I, we met your wife a couple weeks ago. The Bizdoc Babe. The Bizdoc Babe. Yep. She doesn't even have a name. She just goes by the Bizdoc Babe. That's what I call her. How did you pull that? Because she's smart, attractive, loyal. Mm-hmm. How did you pull that? It was the. It was. It was the classic golden retriever at the beach trick. What's that? <laughs> you know, where you, you throw a tennis ball over at the pretty girl sitting there with her friends, and yeah. your dog goes over there, and then you go over, I'm terribly sorry, and then you strike up a conversation. So what happened in real life? Uh, I was at church, believe it or not, and my friend's daughter was talking to this rather attractive lady, mm-hmm. very attractive lady. I thought, wow, she's cute. So I walk over to Megan, which is my friend's daughter. I said, Megan, who's your friend? Oh, this is Miss Fanbury. She's my teacher. And my first words to her was, hello, Miss Fanbury. Boom. So and, you got a referral from an eight-year-old. Uh, yeah, who is her teacher. Nice. And under the guise of being concerned that my friend's Substitute daughter. teacher. Yeah, my friend's strategy. Yeah, see, my, yeah, my friend's You're daughter. You're on fire is, today, by the way. They don't work for it's, you, it's, though. It's so. fire. As soon as we get off the air, I'm going to go buy you a puppy. <laughs> okay. I got, got two cats. cats. I got two cats. And some tennis whoa, balls. Whoa, 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 You didn't know that? No. Two cats is what he's got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. He's got two cats. I'm a cat guy. No, no, you can't. You can't say that out loud to women. I know, but they they meet the cats. They fall in love. They judge me, and then they come over. They see the cats. They say, "Not so bad. Uh-huh. Pretty good cats." Okay. Yeah. Back to that. Mm. I'm not opposed to a dog. I just so my ex girlfriend liked cats. We got cats. That's non-farm it. payroll oh Fridays so let, coming let's, tomorrow. Let's hear the conclusion to your story. You got the referral. No, we just struck up a conversation and started talking under the guise of me being very concerned that Megan was speaking to a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got I got to do a I stranger do some... danger. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I struck up a conversation and it went from there. But what are you uh, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? We're not turning this to a Dr. Phil say, episode. We could talk we about back, this for 2 hours. Had, yeah, that's right. We went back at a couple yeah. shots of tequila. A get rid of the cats. B get a puppy. Okay, yeah. we've got to we, we, okay. we need to write a list. You know what I'm exactly. most excited about today cuz I know we're going to get to the topic. Elon Musk has an old story. Oh, that's no, 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 that's number no, one no, story. We got to talk about that. I'm actually excited that the Bizdoc and Miss 
Danielle DiMartino. First Boone. time ever. I've never met in person. That's right. That's crazy. This is a first. They see each other on Valuetainment Economics. It's like ships crossing in a night. Yeah. But they've never actually got out That's of port and met each other. So I'm excited for this. What a brilliant Two observation. Two of the smartest people I know. The planes do fly. Yes. And exactly today, right. your interview with Tom just went yes. live 30 minutes ago, so it's going to be on yeah. Vitamin Economics. Go check that out. I interviewed the biz doc. A month ago on Jobs Friday, Danielle and I sat down. The interview crushed it. She crushes it like she does everything. It was the day drinking. It was the... This is, I think, a theme that I'm doing, <laughs> day drinking. Now, hopefully, if we get to 3,500 viewers today... She's not a tequila person, she said. She no, I'm not a tequila, tequila. but, but I'm, let me tell you, the country is... So 2020 was a huge year for liquor consumption in America. We know that people were cooped up at home and drinking a lot. But tequila shot it out of the park. Overall, year over year, sales up 10%. Super premium, ultra high end, sales up 20% year over year. Tequila's hot. Hot, 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 hot. Is it just the ultra premium or is it tequila overall? Well, it's, um, well, a lot of intelligent, hot men have decided to attach their name to tequila brands. The Rock. Who else? LeBron. Who else? Who was the first? The uh, first? Ryan the first? Reynolds. The first? George. George, George Clooney. What's, Clooney. What's his last name? Clooney, right? Clooney. Clooney. Something. Clooney. Clooney. What's that? What's that new singer that the, came out? Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's a, you know it's really interesting. Wait, wait. It, there's a rule. If you don't know how to say somebody's name, just do it. Well, that's what yeah. happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pat's going through the list of like who are the top musicians. Okay, we got Drake. Exactly. You know, we got Bad Bunny. We got uh, Billie Eilish. And who's oh. this? Avril Lavigne? <laughs> it's uh, Avril Lavigne, Pat. Okay. She had to throw that G in the... <laughs> you know what's really interesting about... Um, it's good. About liquor? Live from Paris. No, no. The, yeah, that should have been recorded, but because I would have got a, like, cracked up myself. You know, this really teaches you something that, you know, like from a marketing standpoint. So for people that are listening to Valuetainment that actually want to get something out of this today, you know, then let us get back to jobs and the economy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, liquor has become like fashion brands and craft beer has been like oh, fashion yeah. brands. If you go back from from 2000 to like 2010, that was like the heyday, here comes the vodka. Remember all these vodka brands oh, yeah. came out there like this? Tito's in Texas, which is now nationwide, people don't know, that's a great entrepreneur success story. But they're like fashion brands wrapped around it. There's a mystique, there's mm. something. Now it also has to be very, very good. It can't, you know what I'm saying? Your liquor's gotta be good. And now, right now we're in like the golden age of tequila. And it started with George Clooney and everything. I think this is very, very interesting. And right now the 2020s are are tequila it and is. tequila drinks. Are you a tequila person yourself or no? Uh, I am not really a hard liquor person, as you know. I'm a craft beer person. You've known me. Yes, that's guy. right. Um, Blue moon. And so I don't, I don't have Blue martinis, moon. but I'll have one once in a while. Like the Bizop Bay, and I go mm-hmm. to Ruth Chris or something. I'll have a martini because it just seems like white tablecloth, like nice dinner and everything like that. Mm. But not 10, but I'll have one. But I'm really leaning back on... I've seen all these super premiums come out, and they're yeah. really, really. Do we good. know why they're doing? Are they doing great the last twelve months because celebrities came out with it and people are clinging to their names? Are they doing good because during the pandemic people just decided to start drinking now, tequila I think, again? I think Casamigos kind of changed the tequila dynamic. I mean, for a while it was like your high end was Patron, and mm-hmm. once you cross that barrier to Casamigos, all of a sudden it was like, oh wait. Exactly. And I, I so agree. people like stop and say, wait, that's that's the cool thing. Adam, are you drinking that coffee? And nobody like, intentionally or no? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I apologize. Nobody talks about Patron these days. Have you noticed? Patron was like a rap. Yeah, they do, but it's not at the yeah, level of no. what's right. happened. And I agree. Yes. Yeah. It's become uh-uh. the mixer, right? Right. Patron. It's what you it's By what the way, you Patron uh, uh, live right here. He, he his beautiful house uh, mm-hmm. around right Hillsborough area. Yep. Island Beach. Yeah, beautiful area. 
Danielle, you're a Chardonnay gal. Am I wrong? I am. I keep Napa in business. Ooh. I do. Really? I was married in Rutherford. Wow. So I'm into Carneros specifically. Our second girl was conceived on a Napa trip. We didn't that's think we my, could have kids. That might be more wow. information than we could that's require. Great yes. I mean, that's great, yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you why. Yeah. You know, talk about that, after, Tom. hang on, Actually, hang no, on. Wait, no, no, no. That needs, was like Tom. He needs pointers in Honestly. the procreation yeah, department. Your wife is yeah. probably watching right now saying, Teach baby, you started good, but now it's embarrassing. <laughs> no, 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 no. conceived in Napa. This was after. After the. She, in the Uber ride. After she Ooh. destroyed the agreed upon budget for the trip in a single one hour uh, uh, stop at Cake Bread. So it was all the. Um, yeah, Tom, the sentence said she destroyed. Oh, yeah. I was ready. I was thinking you're going in a different yeah. direction. No, 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 but no, no, no. But it was, it, uh, it was amazing. Let's stay She's appropriate like, to yeah, that. Yeah, I like to Let's stay appropriate. But Cake Bread's an exception. Last question before we move that's on. That's a budgetary exception. You're you know, not a, you know what he just reminded me of? You ever yeah. seen the movie uh, Four Christmases where, you know, Four Christmas with, uh, who is it, uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, uh, is it Reese Witherspoon? Who's Reese the other? Witherspoon. Yeah. And then okay. he goes to his dad's house and says, that's Denver. That's Dallas. He says, our parents named us after the city they conceived us in. <laughs> so you just kind of made me think about that. But there's no correlation there because there is no such thing as a city called Bailey. Or there is Brookie, though. But it wasn't Brooklyn. Bailey's it was maybe, maybe you were drinking Bailey's. Yeah. Anyway, I'm lining up with the Chardonnay thing because I'm yes. married. I'm married to a Chardonnay. Aficionado. You're not a tequila guy. When you I do have a cocktail, I was a tequila guy. I was a tequila a guy to what in you the drink. army. I was hardcore tequila guy in the army. Every mm -hmm. weekend, we'd finish one of those small Jose Cuevos on Friday and Saturday mm -hmm. for about a year and a half straight, and then eventually, I couldn't. I couldn't even stand the smell oh. of tequila. Couldn't even stand the smell of tequila. And now you'll drink what? Old-fashioned is what I'll do. Maybe one. Maybe one is what I'll do. Yeah. And then, but yeah, I used then to like Blue limit. Moon. I used to like Blue Moon a lot. Mm -hmm. Tom and I would have a lot of Blue Moon together. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably do old-fashioned today, and that's pretty much it. Jose Cuervo, nobody talks about Jose these days. Unless yeah. if you're in the military, they still talk about okay. him. Jose, Jose's not Mayo. going away, just so you know that. Jose's not going to be going well, away anytime like soon. well drink. But anyways, speaking it of— It is like a well drink. Even the 1800s. Yeah. It's like that was the old— so Super Patron. Let, mm -hmm. let's stay on the West Coast, okay? Because what's in the water in Seattle already? I mean, Uber billionaires getting divorced? It's, I mean, that What do you think about that? What do you think? Because, you know, obviously so, a part of it is Bezos. You know, Bezos gets okay. gold, McKinsey. But what do you so, think about this okay, one? So Bezos, I understood, right? Because when they split up, he, he was Bezos was always known until he kind of changed his ways as being the least charitable multi-billionaire on the planet. That he he just wasn't philanthropic at all, and so when they when when he and his wife split up, she immediately starts to give billions and billions of dollars away. She marries a teacher. She's humble pie. You understand where the tension in that marriage was. that makes sense. Yeah, I don't get this. I don't get. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I You're mean, talking about Bill Gates. They are a and, and they're going to continue. Melinda and Bill Gates are going to continue to run the foundation together. Have you heard all the different speculations and stories on why it is? Like, have you heard? Well, he had a girlfriend that he's been going, and even the girlfriend he asked approval to marry Melinda, and this girlfriend and him have a place that they go see every year. That's a secret hiding spot on New York Post story, and then there's other stories. Wasn't that, come that what up. happened? So what's in the water in Seattle? Didn't Bezos have somebody on the side? Bezos was with that girl that Tom Zenner knew. What's a, uh, it's a Latina girl? Yeah, uh, she's a. You, you would recognize the yeah, face. She was married to the Lorena uh, Sanchez. She was married to the president. I think her last uh, name is Sanchez. Well, like because Pedro. because it was Melinda who filed for for divorce. 
Not Bill. Lor- Lauren Sanchez. Lauren Sanchez. That's what her name is, yes. What did I say, Lorena? So, that's a, she's the that's helicopter the, uh, pilot, by the way. Arville, Arville. Yeah, Arville Lavon. So let's get into it, Pat. I feel like uh, we've got some talk, stories. But you want to talk about Gates? Let's talk we'll, about we'll the, get in there, but I don't know if you want to read the list of stories today or talk about Gates. Yeah, let's, no, I think we go to the jobs. I think we we okay. never finished the jobs because you were concerned about the definition of you know sapiosexual. But <laughs> tell us about what's going on with the job market. So the job market right now is hot. We have an undersupply issue in America that is being largely driven by China. China's got, they're sitting on tons and tons of steel. They're the world's largest steel producer by a magnitude of 10. It started with the Trump tweet that started the trade war that really pissed them off. And then comes the coronavirus. So we, what started with the supply chain disruption mm-hmm. has become a disaster for American manufacturers. They cannot source enough supply. So they're going to higher cost U.S. manufacturers to get these supplies, and they're trying to ramp up production, and they can't. You see Ford has shut down production lines. Chrysler has shut down production Mm -hmm. lines because they can't get the semiconductors. And who's flying jets towards Taiwan? And who controls the world's semiconductor supply? China. And and Taiwan. Taiwan Semi. Mm -hmm. So it's... Taiwan is huge. It's really... So, yes... There are a, there's a lot of demand right now in the United States for jobs. There's also 8 million people that we know have not had their jobs come back. But there's also this massive skills mismatch. Right. Because if you're Joe Q who used to work at, at name a retailer, JCPenney, mm-hmm. Macy's, that's been mm-hmm. closed, mm-hmm. you've got a certain skill set. You're not going to pick up and go work in a factory. It's just not going to happen. And you're getting paid a lot to sit at home. Between seven, 17 and 20 bucks an hour. How sustainable is this? How long can we go like this? I, as a capitalist country or a socialist country? If we're, if, we're, if we're in socialism, we can go on like this forever. We can just pay people to not work. Just keep printing. Just keep printing the money. Is that sustainable, though, to keep printing money and pay people not to work? China hopes it is. China thinks it is? Or China hopes. Hopes. Hopes it is in America. Uh, yeah. yeah. They want to see us bury ourselves, by the way, with... With socialist policies. I mean, the irony. It, it, it's, it's inescapable. Mm-hmm. But right now, it looks like we're going to see 998,000 jobs, two months in a row, basically of a million jobs created in this country. Right. Huge, huge, huge numbers. What kind of jobs are these? Are these good well, jobs, good paying jobs, skill right? sets needed, you know, four-year degree jobs, or are they no. entry level? No, no. Right now, job openings for people with the least amount of education are up 60%. Okay. Opening, job opening. Job openings. Right. Job openings for people with a college degree, they're up maybe four or five percent. So get out of here. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, but most of those people wow. didn't lose their jobs. Remember. They're they're doing fine. They're they, okay. They've kept their jobs they or they got replaced at another place. Right. Right. They worked from home. And now the people who do have requisite skill sets are like at Google are saying, I'm not coming back in the office. You if you force me to come back to in the into the yeah. office, there's so many jobs out there, I'll mm. quit. Well, Danielle, question for By the you. way, Pete, just, just an yeah. FYI, what she just said right there is very accurate. In interviews, people are saying that right now. Yeah. While we're interviewing people, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, we'll sit there and we're interviewing pro- people, engineers. They'll say, look, yeah, I got five offers right now. I can work from home three days and two out of office. Are you yeah. guys willing to match that? Yeah. And they're very confident about asking that question. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. like sitting there, hey, will you please do this now? They're like, look. Here's what I'm expecting. Three I mean, days home, two days at the office. This is a cushion. Depends lifestyle. on the job and the sector. I mean, 
Right? Some of the some of the jobs you have no choice but to want to do it because that's becoming the norm in that industry. But some of the jobs you got to be at the office. Yeah, there are right. some yeah. jobs that are coders, mm-hmm. engineers. You know what? We'll work something out to make that happen, but not every job. Yeah, yeah. well, well you know what? The, this was my question. Jamie to Diamond just drew the I line saw on that Jamie's one. Story Jamie Diamond yeah. said, "I'm getting rid." He said, "I'm canceling every single Zoom meeting I've got." Let me read that story. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read the Jamie Diamond story because the, you just gave me a couple different things that uh, you went into. One is. Uh, Yesterday I had an hour conversation with Noam Chomsky, by the way. Mm-hmm. One hour conversation with Noam Chomsky. Interesting. I, yeah, Interesting. very, 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 very interesting. Socialist. Yeah, world wow. renowned, 150 million, 150 books he's written, 60 years professor at MIT. And we went through capitalism. I asked him, do you love America? He says, what does that even mean? Do I love America? I love my kids. I love my wife, but I don't think one can love America. I said, but are you grateful for what America did for you and what, you know, you were able to do? Yeah, why, so what do you look at when you look at some stuff? He says, my philosophy in life is to look at how things are wrong. I look at things that are wrong, not right. I said, so he says, I'm not the guy that likes to go to parades. I said, so you prefer protesting over parades. So we went back and forth with that. It got pretty heated. And, uh, and then, how, how, uh, wait, how, how do you not love your country? That, oh, you don't need to ask me that question. I don't even begin you, to understand yeah. that. Well, you have to see well, the interview to see how it went. Because well, at the end of it, when I asked him about an interview with him and Thomas Sowell, I said, look, a lot of your uh, followers would love to see you and Thomas Sowell. And it's been said that that's been avoided. He says, well, I don't really like his writing. I read some of this stuff. I'm like, you don't like Thomas Sowell? He said, I said, why don't you do it for the people? Why don't you guys do a debate? He says, well, you already know how busy I am. I said, I don't know how busy you are. I said, everybody's busy at this point. Why don't we do it? Nobody's said, too busy to talk And to I told him, I said, if you do it, I will buy 1,000 copies of any of your books, and we'll send it to our listeners. $25,000. What do you want me to do? Any of your books, I'll buy 1,000 copies of it. Well, you saw how hard it was for us to get you. I said, we just asked you a couple months ago. So no, you've been trying for years. I said, I don't know if we've tried for years. So anyways, long story short, it's a very interesting interview coming up, but he was talking about the concepts of socialism and, you know, the businesses, these people that are tyrannical leaders like the Gates and all these other guys. It's the people that build the companies. Anyways, here's where I'm going with it where – you, you know, Tom's famous line yesterday, Pat, is this, I got to hear three stories before your point. Uh, so <laughs> I've been following Forbes ever since a Chinese, China investment company bought Forbes. Okay. They own 95% of Forbes, a Hong Kong based investment company bought Forbes. Forbes has historically been a what? A pro capitalism, yeah. pro freedom, pro America magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been following their the post the like six years. The tool was oh, their there is, motto. No, like the I don't, I don't tool. read the Fortune magazine, but I will go Forbes. We subscribe yep. to Forbes. We don't subscribe to Fortune, right? Steve Forbes. Forbes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, now when you look at it, now when you look at it, yesterday Tom made such an interesting comment. He says, uh, I said, why the hell is Forbes supporting some of these comments that, hey, socialistic ideas and edifying and building up certain characters they would have never built up six years ago, seven years ago, right? Then you look at it, 95%, they own 5%, they own. He says, China would like Americans to believe socialism is good while they go in a complete different direction. They don't care whether it's good or not. They just care that it divides America. I don't know if there's truth behind it or not. All I'm saying is the fact that- I think it's more fundamental. They are- U.S. politicians are playing the short game. China's playing a long 100%. game. hundred percent. And China's yep. like, we're going to use capitalism yes. quietly in a uh-huh. communist regime. Yes. We're going to employ capitalism to overtake the United States. And we're going to encourage socialism in, in the United States so that we can weaken it. What a, so it's an easier strategy way to do right it. There, I mean, it's the brilliant. brilliant. I agree with you. And by the Gotta way, this give whole them credit thing, for it. Hey, the, Taiwan is not a 70, 70, 70 year uh, grudge match on the make good that they think it's their territory. You know what Taiwan is? 
Semiconductors? It's an enhanced market share play on semiconductors. Yeah. Because if they assimilate that, they get more market share on semi, they get more market share on uh, uh, textile manufacturing. There is a ton of stuff that you look yep. there. They want to assimilate this. Yeah, it's political, and yeah, they got the planes flying overhead and this kind of militaristic and stuff. But really what this is, this is market share of Western manufacturing. It is. And, 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 and it, it's it is the so targeted. Game. And, and the, the, the Chinese state has been pouring money into into domestic semiconductor manufacturers in on on the mainland and they fully intend to have between taiwan and china they fully intend to control the world's semiconductor supply while biden's like well we'll we'll, we'll consider 50 billion dollars and i'm like yeah good luck with that yeah i mean it's it's it, good luck with that how, what do they control right now the production of any pharmaceutical industry is coming out of china it's a good you hear 80 percent. some say 60 yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. that's a big number semi what else are they controlling telecommunications i equipment? mean it's huawei's huawei's got a third of, of the world's telecommunication equipment is is one con- one company huawei and they they're at the forefront of robotics because they have to be because their one child policy is, mm-hmm. is backfiring. So right. their their population's beginning to shrink. Mm-hmm. So but they've known this. They've known this for a long time. They they see the data. So they're at the top of robotics. Can you get the and, mic a little and, closer? Audience is saying they can't hear oh, it. Go. So they're they're at the top of the automation chain because they know they have to replace their own people. So and that puts them at the front of Whoa. artificial intelligence. And think of the control that they can have. Think of the control that they can have over the global economy. <laughs> Germany has tighter economic ties with China than Germany has with the United States because they export so much to China. And when you think about World War II, I know it's a long time ago, but the world is split along lines, and they're always economic lines. And are you allied with China, who butters your bread, or the United States, because they've always been your ally, your friend, traditionally? in a post-World War II regime. So, but again, money talks. And your third story? <laughs> <laughs> no, the world's at war I'm limited right now. to two today. I, I'm working on myself. <laughs> getting you, I'm getting with you back. <laughs> I, I believe the world is at war. We just don't see it that way. And right now we have producer-supplier wars, and the only difference is we don't have a bunch of poor serfs with pitchforks being led by the knights yeah. as one king fights another king. But we are in the middle of producer-supplier wars on a global basis, we and we just don't understand or see it that way. I'm going to throw a statistic out there that's going to give you an idea of how much America has changed, okay? When the boys went off to fight World War II, all right, they were leaving a country that had been decimated by the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. They'd seen, they grew up in the Roaring Twenties, and the average age of a GI in World War II was their early 20s. So mm-hmm. they, they, they enjoy the, early, the, the, the Roaring 1920s, heyday when they were children. And then through their teenage years, when they're so impressionable, mm. they're in the Great Depression. They come back, and World War I veterans, they gave a train ticket and 50 bucks. And there was awful unemployment among World War I veterans. Shame on the country. Stain on the country. The politicians, when they were coming back, said, we're not going to do that to our veterans. We're going to take care of our veterans. They came back. Part of the GI Bill, we had the biggest college uh, acceptance. We had the best, best best birth rate in the world, the baby boomers. Homeownership went through the roof. Housing was massive. But this was all VA, and this was, this was paying to go to college, and this was, this was assistance getting into homes. There was a huge 
aspect of the GI Bill that was for unemployment. Only 20% of those funds were tapped. The boys came back and they refused to take the government's money because they loved their country. They want it to work and they want it to work for it. And they want it to get an, if they were gonna get help, they were gonna get help getting educated, not sitting on their ass. And look at where we are today by comparison. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy she's saying that. Let me tell you, I had a $26,000 GI Bill. Never use it. I got a couple mm-hmm. thousand dollars I stopped. So we had friends that they, you just had to take like six courses or two courses, whatever it was, and they would send you to 1200 bucks every month. You, whatever the course was, it was, you know, you could. So guys weren't working and they were just taking a GI Bill that would come to you. And then there were certain people that are like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm going to go out there and, you know, do something else. But I can see that pride level of, you know, being high then. But today, man, it's, it's. You know what I said to the guy? Here's what I said to Noam yesterday. I'm just you, all night. I've been thinking about this conversation. It's so. I said. I said, Noam, let me ask you a question. I said, I read your books. I watch your documentary. He has a new documentary that came out, Requiem of the American Dream. I may not even be pronouncing that word right. Requiem. Requiem, Requiem of uh, the American Dream. And so I said, if I had a hundred students that knew nothing about America. They don't have an opinion about America. Like imagine if you took me at 18, I don't really have an opinion about America. I wasn't a guy that paid attention in history class, 1.8 GPA guy. I'm not like, all of a sudden 21, I started reading books, right? I said, if I give you 100 students that went into your class and you taught them, by the time the semester's over with, they're gonna hate America. They're gonna hate America. Mm-hmm. You asked him that question I asked or you him made that, that point? I said, because I said, everything you're talking about, it's like, you know, go, and, and you know what was the scariest part? Here's the scariest part. 60 years he's been a professor at MIT. God. Hmm. 60, so imagine 60 years of saying his philosophies. and So my brain went to my son, my oldest son wants to be a scientist. So guess what I'm selling him on? MIT. MIT. So I'm saying, you're gonna yeah. go and be taught by, what the well, hell is a person spending so much? I'm not saying it's everybody. I'm not saying it's everybody. But by the way, I mean, A, I took Noam Chomsky to task in my book, Fed Up. B, I, at the root of the rot at the Federal Reserve and this idea that we can print all the money is what we call the MIT mafia. We call it the MIT mafia because of how economics is taught, how people are brainwashed at that institution that is considered to be one of the, the best economic institutions in the country. The other one, hmm. did you mention Thomas Sowell? Did you mention Stanford? Of course. The opposite end of the, of the intellectual Completely. spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need a lot more of them at the Fed, then we need the MIT Mafia. Well, you've seen the painting I have in my office, the, the one with Milton Friedman in there. You'd be amazed how many people come and say, why would you put that guy on there? All he cared about was profits. All he cared about is profits, right? The, you know, the whole thing with uh, Milton Friedman, the black guy he gets is the fact that all he cared about was profits. But we need more Milton Friedman. If anybody, you don't, like uh, Ricky, you've seen Ricky's Passion? Of course. Ricky, Ooh. prior to working with us, never followed capitalism. He wasn't like a capitalism guy. Ricky was a guy that grew up in a Mexican, you know, what do you want to call it? Michoacan. Cartel. Car- you know, I don't want to say, but, you know, he's okay. been in the whatever levels of his family, very powerful family. He's been around that for a while, right? He openly talks about it himself. Mm-hmm. You know what's the first video I told him to watch? I said, if you really want, I said, but, but I'm gonna, I said, I'm going to give you a video to watch, but be very careful. He says, what's that? I said, if you watch one, you're going to go down a rabbit hole. You're going to watch 100 of his videos. What, Milton Friedman? Milton Friedman, Phil Donahue, when they yes. talked about greed. And he told Phil Donahue, he says, uh, well, what do you say about all these rich people that are so greedy and all they care about is money? And then Milton Friedman said, you know, it's always the other guy that's greedy. You're not the one that's greedy. It's always the other guy, right? Always the other guy that's greedy. We forget that we're greedy. You're telling me you're not greedy, Phil? 
people here are not greedy? Who's the only one that's greedy? The government not greedy? Nader's not greedy? I'm sorry, but I'm, you're being a little too naive, that whole part when he had the exchange. Yep. Mm-hmm. If a person wants to learn about economics, go down the rabbit hole of Milton Friedman. Look what will happen to your brain a month later. Then go mm-hmm. listen to the opposing argument and try to put those two together and see what happens. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it, to me, all I thought about is if kids are going to school and that's going to be the influence uh, like if a regular kid was sitting there saying, why would you love America? You're supposed to love your family. And why would you love America? Why would you love this? Why would you love them? Like, oh my gosh. So anyways, I think there is a major shift on the way kids are thinking. And I hope it doesn't go in the direction because yesterday I was in our Armenian podcast. This girl named Sona was interviewing me. Very professional. She's been in a media site in LA for a while, you know, done some interviews, Larry King, all that stuff. Very attractive and very well-spoken, but specifically on the Armenian side. And we, we were talking about media. She's asking me all these different questions about media. And uh, what about Armenians this? What about Armenians that? And I said, look, you have to, you have to realize what's going on right now with uh, education. She says, Armenia, you know, do you have any opinions of what happened? I said, Armenia got bought by China. China put $14 billion into Armenia. I said, you realize once you do that, you're owned by China. So China's going around slow. You know, yesterday, uh, a couple people on uh, Chinese, uh, 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 what do you call it, government, went out and tweeted. You read the story that they went out, their own Weibo, not tweet about India, making fun of India. Look at India. They're doing 400,000 cases. The government officials are making fun of India, why India's going, because India doesn't want to go in bed with China, so they're taking shots at them. India's telling China, we don't want you, and look what China's doing. You don't want us? No problem. They have a a vaccine shortage? No problem. Look at the way they're controlling the vaccine shortage. Where is it coming from? This is a very interesting game plan these guys have put together for the last 30, 40 years. And FYI, one guy said something to me, says, this is nothing new. This has been going on for a long time. This is Chinese's, you forget, this is not a 200-year-old nation. This is not, this is thousands, they're experts in war. What are you talking, they can do a clinic on war. If you study that part of the world, India and Australia and New Zealand are kind of isolated economically. And China's everywhere else. You think eventually uh, somebody's going to get elected in India and they're going to cave in, cave in, you know, do business with China and take money from them? It depends on where we are. I hope that never happens because I think chi- I think if there's one country that we- that is the one China doesn't want to see excel, see excel, I think it's India. It's because of the demographics. I think it's in 1.3, 1. What is the number? 1. 2, 1. Is it 1. It's 6? the only country in that India? has a larger population than, than China. China. Yeah. So, oh, they, so of course they. Yeah, see that that's between the China and India, they have, that's like half the population of the world. If right there. they figure out how to, at this point, what has India figured out? They got the best engineers. They produce yeah. some of the best engineers. They do, right? but they don't have is infrastructure. They don't have infrastructure. That's they don't the have problem. Infrastructure. Yeah, I agree. And, but that's, I mean, hello, we're the United States of America. I mean, we can't build roads here, but we can help them build roads. Don't 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 hit the infrastructure button. While we're on the topic of China and, and everything that Danielle talked <laughs> no, about, no. It, you actually your story with the World War One and the World War Two, the vets come in. I, I, it's it's actually a, a, the the timeline of that. It's actually amazing because it kind of culminated in the late fifties, early sixties, and that's probably why JFK said, "Don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask that's what, what you, you can, can do, do for your country. country." So it's interesting that that culminated in that. And that was when we had the space race. Space I mean, race. I just I got goosebumps when you said mm-hmm. science and MIT. If we keep this space race going, then we'll figure out income inequality. If we can get rid of the teachers unions that have just about, I mean, if anybody doesn't understand that the te- post-coronavirus, 
that the teachers unions do not have the children's best interests at heart. Thank you. Unpack that. Look, I, I live in Texas. My kids have been in the classroom every single day. Social distancing, masks, be careful every single day of the school year. My kids, it, there are blueprints all across America for how to do this. Mm. All you need is one school to get it right and then replicate. That's all you need. And yet you've got teachers unions in Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, holding out, holding mothers and Mr. Moms. Absolutely. I have to be, I have to be careful about that. I, I get slaughtered by the dads who are like, I'm, I'm the dad at home. I'm like, okay. But keeping half of the income out of the household because one parent has to be there to supervise virtual learning. And it is, I mean, if, if we cannot figure out how to put, and this is something that people can do, by the way. There is this thing called the Constitution. We don't have to wait for the, Dem the Democrats and the Republicans to duke it out. We, we can get rid of collective bargaining via the Constitution. We forget that we have that. We can get rid of term limits via the Constitution. Hell, you have to dust off the politicians in Congress right now. They've been there for so long. But, but there are things that can be done in this country with the Constitution by the people for the people that don't revolve around politics that's broken. But teachers unions have to go. When you think of the space race in the 50s and the best era in this country, mm. we were sending somebody to the moon and kids were waking up and saying, I wanna be an astronaut. And their parents were like, you wanna be yeah. an astronaut? You better study your math, you better st study your science. But they wanted that, they had the desire. So I'm watching the modern day space race today and I'm like, go for it. You can't tell children to get excited about math mm -hmm. and science, but you can show them and they can want to succeed. And if we start home growing our brain power, as opposed to importing it into our graduate degrees, graduate programs, and then re-exporting it to India and China, think of what we could do as a country. But you gotta get rid of the teachers unions first. Daniel, with the space race though, I feel like in the 50s and the 60s, it was such a new thing. Are you kidding me? We're going to space, like what? Like mind blown. Now it's like Elon Musk did another rocket today. NASA did another thing. It's so, we take it for granted. Like, I don't feel like it's that, it has the allure that it had when it was such a that. new thing. Oh, I don't know. About that. I don't know. Five, what's the number? How many people have been to? Have, uh, uh, what, 569? 569 humans have been to space. 569 out of how many people? Like 7 billion? No doubt that it's amazing. Alive it's cool, today. but it's it's not what it was. 10 billion the, since 1990. I disagree, buddy. You think, I, it, you think it still has the did same Did you just alert? hear the statistics? 569 out of eight, seven, eight billion people have been. Are you like, that's a very so big what, deal. To, wait, what wait, does wait. that mean, though? Back, just up, because back that, up the truck, Adam. What were we just talking about? Controlling semiconductor controlling mm -hmm. science, right? What if there's rare earths up there? What if we can mine some of that stuff? Look, I'm all about space. I'm just saying I think a lot of people aren't. Look, how many before prior to 1960, how many people had been to space? Zero. Now, a lot of people have been to space. 500 something people. I just look, I'm not downplaying the importance of going to Shame space. On you. I'm all about I America. I thought you had a man crush on Musk. I have a man. I have a. I, the I lifestyle. The, moon. the lifestyle. I'm just oh, saying. Uh, I don't think now, you're right. Now it's now you got you got Musk and Bezos having a war, and then when that's good. When, that's good okay, for that's capitalism. great. I think that's great. And great. then it's so trivialized that Musk will tweet at Bezos like, "Oh, look who can't get it up." Wink, wink. Like. It's, it's That's become because marginal. he's a comedian. No, yeah, I, we'll yeah. be on SNL this weekend. I, I, I disagree with this. I disagree with this. And I'll point you to two things, and you can go look at the ratings on TV and with the interest of the of America and people around the world. Disclaimer. Father's a rocket scientist. You just okay. offended him. So yes. I just want you to know. <laughs> that's, Back up. That's correct. My, my, my mom's dad, my grandfather, was a machinist, 
making machine parts. Southern yep. California aerospace industry. He was just a machinist, blue collar, but he was making parts for his important stuff. My dad, yes, was a rocket scientist. Mathematician. I'm sorry for offending your dad. The rocket. No, scientist. no, it's okay. okay. It, it's okay. Screw you, Mr. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> he says so, with a smile. <clears throat> so there's two things that you saw. One was, and it goes back about this is like six years ago. Remember when the Red Bull stunt guy Felix went up to the the edge of atmosphere yep. and yeah. jumped. It was yep. the highest skydive all the time. Yep. Do you see how many people were watching that and how interested they were and all those things was going on? There was nothing going on but him talking to the guy going all the way up, 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 and then he did it. The second thing is when Elon Musk just, what was it, four months ago, brought the two first two astronauts back, astronaut mm -hmm. Dave and astronaut Bob, whatever mm -hmm. the guys were, remember those? Astro Dave, Astro Bob. And he brought them back and they landed and they showed yes. the, picking the ship, picking up the capsule. America was enthralled. Wow, somebody other than NASA pulled this off. Go look at the ratings on that. I, I don't think you're correct. I think there's a lot of yep. interest in what's going on there and that people are pretty amazed that the stuff is happening, whether it's NASA or yeah, Elon I mean, Musk. What, what, what percentage of the country was interested in that story? I'm Give saying, me a number. What percentage of the country uh, was interested in that story? I, I don't know, but the ratings were huge. Okay, but just give me a percentage. Adam, right. this is a very qualified moment to say, what the hell is your point? Like, yeah, where, just, where yeah. are you going with this? 100% of the country was interested in 1960. Maybe it's 20% now. Oh my God, look. look the, oh. Get to space. On, on all the trading floors on Wall Street, when they, when they landed the probe on Mars, I mean, CNBC, Bloomberg, everything turned off. We right. watched. We watched that landing. I mean, I'm I just got. Space. I'm not I just got goosebumps space. talking I'm just about. Okay, saying. add this to your list when of things to not talk about with women. Why haven't we been to the moon since 1960? So tell us, when you were in high school in 1960s, yes. what was it like? When uh, I you gotta know, tell man, you, it was he's huge. not going to experience that Sopo sapien thing. I think you just want to be an astronaut in the ocean. That's I think what you're trying to do. I'm trying to get out there. Oh, I get to swim at some point. Very cool. I just I think it was yeah, like a Gus bigger Grissom. deal in the 60s than it is today. What I think she was the, the point she was trying to make is to get kids to dream again. Yes. Let's yes. go do the yes. impossible. I'm all about Whatever that. the hell is the I talked to a, a doctor is it Michi Akaku? I may not be saying the name right. You know who he is? He's a theoretical physicist. He's like one of those what's Neil... The, what's the French pronunciation of his name? <laughs> I, listen, bon. I'm going to butcher bon. it if it's English or whatever it may be. <laughs> Michi Michi Akaku. Akaku. I actually think I got that one right. Michi Akaku. Yeah. The other one, I, I totally butchered Small it. Small dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Asian guy. Yeah. With the white hair. Top 15 that favorite interviews of all time. Yeah, favorite interviews ridiculous. of all time, top 15. So, stop, stop, stop. Go. So, so I'm talking to him, and I said, so tell me... Uh, 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 is there civilization out there? At this point of the game, we know there's civilization out there. I said, uh, you said once, you know, let's stop trying to find out about them because if we do find out about them, what if they are 10 times more powerful than us, right? <laughs> and I said, okay. I said, so here's a question for you. He says, I said, do you think there's a twin of America in, you know, not America, of uh, uh, the earth out there as in space, another earth out there? He says, I'm willing to bet there is. And what's scary is they may be millions of years ahead of us. You know what I said? I said, I don't think that's possible. He says, he says why do you think that is? I says, you think, you really think this thing's going to continue? I said, you don't think there's an end time to this? He says, uh, what do you mean? I said, you don't think, you think like we're going to go the way we're going right now and not one insecure, crazy, offended. I said, what happened in Germany? Do you remember the guy with the weird looking mustache? Do you know half the story why he did what he did is because he was offended because somebody offended him. So he kept that grudge for a long time. What are you going to do if another kid comes and gets offended and he keeps it for years and all of a sudden his vision is to destroy everything? You think, he says, well, that's level one. You're thinking about this. I think Internet's going to do this. And then we talked about 
whether we can uh, uh, time travel. He says, that's a possibility. He says, this is how you do time travel. So, but you know how it sounds crazy. Think about it if you sit there and say, you know what, I want to go to 1985. Okay? And then he explained how, go back, how to go back in time. He says, because if you go back in time and you save one of your parents from dying or something, now you're messing up with the future and totally. all this stuff. He says, then you're going to go into three dimensions. Listen, I, I, honestly, I felt like I was on LSD and I was on no drugs at that time Have when I was talking. Have you not seen Ant-Man? Yes, of course okay. I have. Right. I have. But the whole thing is, look, it was like, it was like, how do I describe this to you? It was, uh, uh, it was, uh, what was the word that we started off with? The 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 sexual. Oh, the sapiosexual. It was honesty porn for sapiosexual community. <laughs> that's what it was. Okay, that's that's a good way of putting it, right? That's what it was. Because you just listen to this guy, like, oh my gosh. Now, can we time travel? I don't know. The fact that somebody thinks we can't, that's exciting to yeah. want to go out there and do the impossible. So, Adam, to the community of people that uh, party with you in Miami that could care less about what we can invent, we respect them a lot. We salute them tremendously. Mm-hmm. But to the other community that wants to find out what the hell is in space, I applaud them to go find out. Yep. I'm actually very curious myself. I agree with you, actually. Yesterday, Bezos, since he can't get it up, they announced for $200,000 it will take you to space and allow you to have a view of what Earth looks like from space. Mm-hmm. We ought to finance you going and seeing what it looks like from space. I'll, I think the four of us should go. Are you down for it? I'm down for it. Are you kidding me? Game. Game. If we, if we finance it, you're willing to go. Beyond, yes. So let me get this straight. You're not willing to go do street guys, you know, street, on the, what is the, 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 the go the talk to people in Colombia, in Colombia no, but no. you're willing to go to space. Yeah. You feel safer in space than Colombia. Uh, these days, maybe, yeah. All right. I, I have to applaud that. I got a lot of respect Look, for you with that. I'm all about space. I just don't think a lot of Americans care as much as they did in the 1960s. Well, what she's saying is so they should. I'm removing should. my... No, 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 I agree no. with they Danielle. Should. Adam, Adam. You guys are missing my spectrum. point. I agree with yeah. Danielle. I just think... Folks, do you agree with percentage. Adam or do you agree with Danielle? If you agree with Danielle, put thumbs up. If you agree with Adam, put thumbs down. This We're curious. This is Adam versus because Danielle. Because I'm on Team DDB. You are... You are anti-space learning about it and we understand that there's a community for it by the way somebody here said the most they said no wonder he's soy boy the two cats validates it you're getting a lot of good people are sending money today and giving you a lot of love i'm good with it i can take the heat okay so wait can't hear you wait we're we're keeping a list right yes get rid of the cats not getting get a, rid of the get cats. Get a puppy. It's not going to happen. And avoid talking about space. So it just, I'm, I'm talking yeah, about boy, your, your pickup strategy here. Catastrophic. I've I've been on a date with. I've been on a date with. By the end before. of the show, we're going to have it down, and we're going to have list. the girl's name from Miami because exactly. we're going to narrow it down. Adam yeah. to space. Anthony Morrow <laughs> said, "Send Adam to space." I'm going. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay, so it's it's taken us fifty one minutes to get into topics, but this has been great to wow. take fifty. So I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have an idea about what happened Actually, with Bill I and think Melinda we've Gates. Been very much I got an idea about Bill and Melinda Gates. Speculation. I, Kai, I don't know how you're gonna do the short clips today because it's gonna be like all over the place. Uh, but I got an idea about Bill Kai's and Melinda like, Gates. Guys, like they all need Ritalin now. Speculation, <laughs> speculation, speculation about Bill and Melinda Gates. I think when the pandemic happened where people were forced to be around each other, some people realize, I really don't enjoy your company that much. <laughs> okay? And it's unfortunate because at least when you only see somebody at night or whatever, it's an hour, you can tolerate the person. But if you're in pandemic, you're in shutdown mode for six months, and you're Bill Gates, who at the time, even though you're not a doctor, you're one of the voices, second to Anthony Fauci, that what the world should do, 
and your wife Melinda's next to you, who's also got a pretty big ego just as much as you, and you guys are stuck in a $50 million house for freaking six months, I wonder what those fights would be like. You know, I wonder what those fights were looking like. I wonder how annoying they were to each other. And eventually they're like, dude, I just, I'm good not being around you anymore. Well, think about how high her profile is today compared to what it was, say, five years ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's done so many interviews. She's become such an advocate for women. And so, but she's not even comparable to McKinsey, right? As far as the voice goes, as far as influence goes, they're in different leagues. And that's why, I mean, I, I think that, that, that she would have never as an influence, not even close no, no, to no, each no, other. No, 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 no. Melinda's Melinda, way ahead. She's there. Melinda, there that's is, what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Okay. No, yeah, we're on the same page. She was McKinsey behind it. Was your opportunity? The, she was the, the lawyers crafted the tweet. The lawyers crafted the tweet that they both wrote. The, Melinda, I promise you, made sure that they're going to continue co-running the the foundation. Co. That, Co. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, because she's not giving up her leadership position. Correct. She's got she's got a taste for power, and she's not she giving it up. She's extremely from, ambitious. From Ursuline to Remember, Duke she's using Bezos's attorneys. She's using mm-hmm. Trump's former attorneys. So she is in it to win it, and Can she's not going give to give up the power. You think she called Trump and said, I need a referral? <laughs> I'm thinking no. <laughs> Can I get a referral, Donald? What, we're focusing a lot on her. This. Where do you think Bill's no, mindset is? No, she is impressive. Hang on a second. Melinda Gates is very impressive, and I think she honestly believes in things she's doing. I oh, saw She it. was running a massive division of Microsoft. Yeah, and also I saw her talking about uh, the, uh, the Malaria Eradication Project, which was mm-hmm. one of the first of mm-hmm. the Gates Foundation. There's like, no question she's a true believer. And she was a true believer. I, I saw her in she was interviewed by uh, Kara Swisher, and I was really impressed. I said, wow, there, there's passion, there's how, there's when, there's who else I need. I was like, wow, this is like listening to the business plan for malaria eradication. I was really impressed. Yep. It wasn't just it wasn't just the celebrity that Question picks, for you. picks their yeah. favorite, yeah. She, saves she the is, animal she is planet. Shut up, brilliant. Question for you, Tom. Not that either is going to do it, but which of the two would you think deep down inside has more aspiration of wanting to become the president of the United States, Melinda or Bill Gates? I have my own opinion. What do you I, think? I, well, if you narrow it down into that question, I think it's Melinda. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think she's more aspirational and more ambitious to want to do something like that. And he was never a power executive. He was always a thinker. And he understood the power of platform. He's had some meltdowns. Too. He's had some great epic meltdowns. Well, but he also great. understands the power of platform. Yeah. And so when he and Jobs were together, he understood platform. He understood monopolistic power. He understood exactly what he was doing with the what became the Wintel standard. Whereas Jobs was about design, about innovation, about being very on the different ed- style. About being on the edge and not being. We need to. This is the Matrix. Not being the right. Well, there's a there's a wide age gap between those two as well. I mean, Bill Gates is 65. He's in a different place in his life. He hangs out with he, you know, he and Warren Buffett are buddies. I mean, it's how old is she? Playing gin rummy. Playing gin rummy. Guy, pull her up. She's probably in her mid 50s. Probably a 10 year age gap. I think she's 56. I'm okay. So there's a nine year age gap. All right, that's not that big of a deal. Did did we Kai check it? Yeah, she's okay. Okay, we're showing Melinda a lot of love, respect. I get it, but where's Bill at right now? Give me a where, BizDoc, where's Bill's mindset at? I think he's totally fine. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Bill is totally fine. How can you not be at yeah. peace with $75 billion? But I, but, I, but I tell you, you it's not even, billion. I tell you, it's not even a money part. It's There's also an element of, imagine their debates. Mm-hmm. Imagine Bill's identity. I was like, dude, what are you, I've been the richest man in the world for freaking 30 years yeah. until these guys showed up. 
you realize who I am? Like everybody's yep. been talking about me for a while. You and I, were, you weren't there day one. You ran a division, great, we met, we hooked up, all, all, all good. Mm-hmm. Respect you, you were somebody that did a great job with the company, but I'm Bill Gates. You know, I am Bill Gates. I've done a lot of stuff. The foundation is named yeah. after me. Let's not forget it. It's Gates. No, Gates. It, it, I know it, it's well, Bill yes. and Melinda Gates, but yeah. it's but it's Gates is the last He's name. He's the OG is what yeah. you're saying. So to him, his identity, you don't think there is like a bunch of girls out there who are like scientist type of girls that are, you know, into sapiosexuals uh, who are like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, get me that sapiosexual. I want him right now. Yes. I mean, there's a big... There's a Tinder site for sapiosexuals. What's it called? I don't even know, but it's He's a good making, idea to put something like that out there. What are the chances he just rolls okay. up with like this hot model scientist? You know what? That's a good what idea. What are the chances he goes down Think that very of low? The un- underserved. Wow. <laughs> Think about it. Think Somebody about right it. now listening to this, run with it. And let us know about it five years from now when you go IPO for a billion. Nerd match. <laughs> Can you imagine that if there's a dating site specifically for... Minimum requirement to be on this dating side, you have to have a 4.5 GPA. Like, imagine it's like one of those elite, brilliant, genius, rocket scientist type of a community. If they've got one for farmers, they can have one for sapiosexuals. Wasn't there one that was a six-figure club ladder where you would travel and meet each other at airports? What was it called? Ladder? It was a dating site specifically for those six-figure and up executives. That was specifically their market, target market. That's one way to filter. By by the way, I tell you what I like about that. It was the whole idea was you're so busy, you don't have time to date, which a lot of people nowadays, you're you're an executive, you're running a gun and traveling, you don't have time to date. Here's a website. Find a way to, you know connect and have a cup of coffee together and maybe you know look, i mean look, look at one of the happens. most popular shows that's been on tv in, in in recent history big bang theory i mean that went for season after season yep. after season sapiosexuals are a thing i i think that's a word we're going to use often Sapiosexual. it's here okay. i think it's going to stay like soy boy stuck it's stuck i Sapios- don't think it's at that level though it's not it's, it's not, not at that but level. we'll get we'll, we, we'll, we'll, do we we'll, we'll do our best to see what we can okay let's go into Oh, uh, shoot. We, we talked briefly about what uh, our buddy Jamie Dimon says. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Go to page five. Since we've already covered let's just get that knocked out of the way. Jamie Dimon. Okay. Jamie Dimon, ja- Jamie Dimon fed up with Zoom calls and remote work says commuting to office will make a comeback. CNBC story. He is no fan of the new remote work structure that has taken hold during the coronavirus pandemic. The J.P. Morgan Chase chairman and CEO has already told his employees they should begin getting used to returning this month with the goal of having 50% of workers rotating through uh, uh, offices by July. While he's fine with greater flexibility allowed by employees working from home part-time, he said that's no substitute for being at the office. I'm about to cancel all Zoom meetings, Jamie said. I'm done with it. But look at the bottom line. Diamond also said clients told them in cases where J.P. Morgan lost businesses to rivals, it was because bankers from other guys visited and ours didn't. Well, that's a lesson. And he drew that line. That's the line in the sand. Tell us about it. That's the line in the sand. And, And the thing is... Investment banking is about building relationships. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've discovered on Wall Street that traders can trade from home. They get that. Even though there is a camaraderie on a trading floor that, mm-hmm. that you know, traders feed off of one another. It's an, it's an ego maniacal environment, a trading floor. Mm-hmm. But investment bankers build relationships. And, you know, they're, they're golfing. They're on the, the corporate jet. They're whining and dining. They're, I mean, mergers and acquisitions have just had the two biggest months in the history of the United States in March and April. Every merger, every acquisition, there's an investment banker collecting fees behind that deal. IPOs are hot. 
right now. There's an investment banker behind that deal. And he's got the people out wherever it is in the country that you can go out. And, and since Corona, whatever, they're going out to dinner in Dallas. But they're physically with the client is what Diamond's saying. And he's saying, I'm not going to lose market share. I'm not giving up business. You know what I like about him? I don't even know which side is he's politically. I don't know which side he's, he's politically. Is he he's center a, he, left? He's, he's center left. Okay. Yeah, but he he doesn't give a crap about telling you how he feels oh, about no. anything. And it's not like he's a loyalist to his political party or what everybody on his side is saying. He'll no. come out and say, this is bullshit. This is not working out. we got to do something all this, about it. All this progressive bullshit has got to be pissing him off because before the election, he said, I'll, I'll hang my hat on Biden, but you better stay in the middle. You better not swing too far left. Okay, so question for you. Question so this for you. has got to be making him mad. What, what's happening in the economy? All this because I'm gonna look up something the, the he fed, said. The Federal Reserve is, is it's 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 inflating a bubble that's gonna come back to haunt Wall Street, and Jamie Dimon cannot like it. Do you think he's called Biden? Do you think they've had a conversation oh, about God, the tax plan? Give me a break. He's the most he's the most powerful banker in the world. Fair. Okay, so. Biden and his camp talking about the fact but that Biden with the tax. Biden always says, you know, I, I haven't spoken to that person. I mean, ask again. But Biden said to Putin in his face that, you know, I know you're playing all this other stuff, but he doesn't talk to Jamie Dimon. That's definitely when he needs to use it, that he talks to the people. He says it when he doesn't use it. When he hasn't talked to people, he doesn't use it. Look, but going if, to if, Jamie he, if, if he was talking to companies in, in America right now, he would know that his policies are hurting companies. He would know that. He would know that his policies are, 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 are causing companies' labor costs to increase at the same time that input costs and shipping and freight are going through the roof. You're squeezing the hell out of these margins with these companies. Your, your storyline doesn't match with what the media storyline is because the media storyline, Biden's first 100 days for stock market best since FDR. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that's a that's a story like, hey, he's doing such a great job the first 100 days. Thirty four percent of personal income was government transfers. We've never seen anything like Correct. the amount of money. Sure. But how the stories be into the economy, how the stories being pitched by Mars. We're glorifying. How, we're glorifying socialism. Yes, we are. Is that who we are as a well, that's country? That's what we're doing, though. Well, then just bring Noam on. Just we'll, we'll have Noam Let's on next time. Noam run it instead yeah. of. Yeah. But let me All go right. back to the question. Here's a question for both of you guys. I want to go with you, and then, Tom, I want you to comment on this as well. So this is my question. I had dinner with a guy two nights ago who's one of the big estate planners here. Solid guy, beast of a guy, legit guy. And we're sitting out, we're talking. I said, do you think Biden's tax plan is going to happen? He says, that's the number one question all my clients are calling me for. I said, do you think it'll retroactively go back to 1-1-2021? Because that's what they're pitching. He says, let me put it to you this way, 90% chance it's not going to happen. I said, tell me why. He says, you have no idea what kind of people are calling them, because if they do this, midterms will be a nightmare. So what Slaughter. do you think? Do you Slaughter. think it will happen retroactive, or do you think it's going to be a 1-1-2022 date? It's, you know, Manchin's already come out and said he would maybe raise the corporate tax rate to 25%. Maybe. But Manchin's your line in the sand. He's if, a stud, by the way. If you don't get Manchin on board. <laughs> He's your guy. You, I mean, that, that, and look, the House of Representatives has a lead of six. Six. I mean, the midterms could be. Texas picked up two. A slaughter. Florida picked yes. up one. California yes. lost one. Mm -hmm. New York lost one. Yeah. So, but, but that's, I mean, it, when, when you think about how the lines are being drawn and how narrow the margin is in the House, and right. obviously the Senate's split down the <clears throat> middle with Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin's more powerful than Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris. I agree. 
Period end. So, uh, but, Crazy how but powerful this how guy the is. media is painting I'm the first the vice president. And, and, and by the way, that voice. When, when, the, when the stock market was rising, it had nothing to do with Trump, and it has nothing, it has everything to do with Biden, and it had nothing to do with Trump. Because when, when Trump was around for the majority of the time, pre-coronavirus, the Fed was basically printing money in the background, right? And then the CARES Act comes along, and then you hyper- 0% interest. 0% interest rates. When you look at the amount of fiscal and monetary money that's been pumped into this country, it is upwards of 57 percent. I'm telling you, China's Mm -hmm. licking their chops. They're so excited to see us going down, to use your term, this rabbit hole. The Chomsky rabbit hole. Thoughts, Tom? Well, there's about five things in there. And the first thing I was going to say about Jimmy Dimon is... You know, I, I become a student of like the banking leads and kind of understand, you know, the story behind the story. And what he brought up here, you know, hey, I had a market share problem during COVID. Also, people don't know that on um, uh, on March 5th of last year, Jamie Dimon was basically dead. He was yeah. in he was in his office mm-hmm. and he heard what he thought was a pop, like a crack of a knuckle. He calls his doctor and he said he was lightheaded and things going on. And his doctor said. I think you may have had an aortic tear. He did, an aorta tear. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, we'll call 911. Jamie, you don't have time. Tell your assistant to walk you through the elevator until you pass out and get you in a cab and get here. And he got in a cab with an assistant, yep. zipping across New York, and they got him in. And they, he was open, you ready for this? His doctor said that he Can was open. Op- Jamie Diamond age? Doctor said he was open. In other words, his chest was open like 42 minutes from the phone call he made. But he, he said yeah. he was as good as dead. And, Jamie, and a cancer survivor. And and then last year he had two knee replacements. So Jamie, 65. so, and by the way, his first day back and he was doing the kneeling thing, he was kneeling in front of a Chase bank vault. And, it's, and all the memes were, ah, Jamie Diamond kneeling in front of his favorite house of worship. But it was, it was a bank vault. But D- Diamond has come back, I think, to a human side of business. So I think there's more going on with Jamie here. It's market share, but I think there's a human side of it um, th- th- with, with Diamond. And also the fact that I think Goldman kicked his butt last year. I think during 2020, mm-hmm. Goldman freaking kicked his butt. I mean, we all know that they did $2 billion in bonds with, yeah. the, with the auto industry, which was supposedly Ford. They didn't say who. And they said, our guys never left their homes in North Jersey. The, the auto guys never left Dearborn. Oh, Dearborn. I guess that's Ford. And, you know, they wow. did $2 billion with the bonds. Relationship wins. This oh, is yeah. the factor. This wins. Touch. And mm-hmm. so, and, this and it's is, like, where did yeah. you guys want to work? And yep. they say, we all don't want to work in West Palm Beach. And Goldman moved that bond group, supposedly, to West Palm Beach, Florida. Where would you, good job. $2 billion. Where do you want to work? How about West Palm, those income taxes? Great. You can go there. The second thing that, that you were talking about in, in all this pump and stuff going in here, you also have to remember what, um, what did the youth of America you know, the uh, educated youth, right? You had college students are like 20 to 21. More of them took their stimulus check and opened up a Robinhood account. Yep. And so you've had stimulus money pumping into the market. That's called demand, which drives market prices of the Fanga stocks and anything else that they want to invest in. So I think you also have to understand is that the stimulus money for a huge number of people that got that stimulus money went right into the market and it also reduced consumer debt. Mm -hmm. And so that's artificial. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, and I'm going to make a little point about Jamie Dimon, one last point about Jamie Dimon. Um, I'm getting in the weeds here, but it's kind of critical. Jamie Dimon has the biggest balance sheet 
in America. And when there were issues in overnight lending in late 2019, Jamie Dimon threw his weight around and made the made life at the Fed difficult. Mm-hmm. Difficult. And what company was bailed out first with the Fed's bailout on March the 23rd? Which company would, was grandfathered in that had been downgraded to junk in Dearborn, Michigan? Uh, let me guess. Ford? Yeah. First on race day? Karma, Ford? Karma's a funny thing. But Jamie Dimon showed Jay Powell that he was more powerful than he was. Seriously. You know what's really funny about this? this is, he, is, is, he, is he like a modern-day Sandy Wow? Is he like a modern-day Sandy Wow type of personality? Sandy Wow said the worst, the, the, the one regret of his entire career was not letting Diamond succeed because City would be in the place that J.P. Morgan is that? today. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a matter of public that, record. Wow. By the way, props to Sandy for saying that. Of course. Props for Sandy for saying that. You know if, what the power thing? Lo- if you ever lose humility, you're, you can kiss your success. But you know, in goodbye. that world, it's a lot. It's a lot of, of not being able is. to say I what know. the truth is yeah. because you got to yeah, protect your ego. Good, good for him. Big you know, swinging dicks. I, I love. Yep. Hello. Um, the, well, um, I mean, that's the article. <laughs> no, no, that's, it's in liars poker. It's, it's a term. It, that was a technical term. Sorry. She wasn't talking about you, bro. Relax. <laughs> she, she, she was talking about the article oh from last night. But Tom, no, no, no. I want to get back to what you say about Powell. You know, there's there's something that's that that I I love historical satire that hits the nail on the head and the onion once upon a time had the fake newspapers right they look like old 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 newspapers and it says u.s steel relents and grants judicial powers to government and it's the days of teddy roosevelt and the oh, Trustbusters yeah. and everything and i think what you just saw everybody thinks oh ha 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 that's really kind of funny you have to understand it the bessemer money bessemer venture capital boston u.s steel carnegie and all this kind of stuff ha ha great joke for the intellectual but on the other side of it that's what just that's what played out with Diamond and Powell that day. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what played out. It's like, excuse me, huge power play. We're not. There's there's too big to fail, and there's also too big to with. Yep. And so and yep. Jamie Diamond on that day was too big to with. Got But remember, speaking of Goldman Sachs, who was the the only bank that was not in the room the day that Lehman failed. Goldman Sachs was down the hall at the New York Fed meeting individually with Timothy Geithner while all the other bankers in America were at the other end of the New York Fed deciding what was going to happen when Lehman failed. Lloyd Blankfein was already moving way past that. He's like, if, if there's another company called AIG, it's coming straight down the pipeline. I could give a damn about Lehman. If you let AIG go, it's going to blow a massive multi-billion dollar hole in my balance sheet. So let Lehman go, rescue AIG. That's your guy, Ben, uh, ben, ben Moshe. Moshe. You know, Hollywood well, likes to shit. bend the facts a little bit, but there is a. <laughs> I was actually at the Federal Reserve that day. Working. But there is a big. So, like, <laughs> there is a. There is a great scene that's in. That's in you know the the, the, big, the, short. the big short. Oh my gosh! It's at the end. He goes, "Hey, they're at the White House, remember?" Yeah. And he goes, oh, "There's going to be a bailout." And this is Hollywood bending the facts and everything, yeah. but it, it actually but there some truth to it. There was some yeah. exact truth to that. Sure Wait, there was. these guys are running Ford, over Ford here. Ford was bailed out. Ford was Ford was bailed out. That. Period. Yep. In uh, a year ago, Ford was bailed out. Period. Again. And, and Alan Mulally sat there in front of Congress and claimed, "Well, I'm the only one that didn't come here on a corporate jet," and he didn't. Remember Alan Mulally, who came to Ford from Boeing and before that, yep. Rubbermaid, I think. Um, but by, I, by the way, if you're I, listening to this, you like this panel, uh, smash that subscribe button. And I think you, a lot of Alan Mulally. If you, if you like today's panel, subscribe, uh, click that subscribe button and the notifications. 
uh, to be notified the next time one of these podcasts comes out. But go ahead, Tom. Finish your thoughts no, on that. No, I mean, I, I think this is absolutely correct. It's like you have to look directions. When you turn on the lights, which way do all the cockroaches go? Right? Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of cockroaches went this way, and there was one that went that way. Tom, who is the most powerful one today, though? Like, who calls the shots? Is it still Goldman calling the shots? I don't know if it's calling shots or it's influence. Is Goldman the most influential still? They want to be. I don't know what that means, though. That means that Jamie, Jamie Dimon was. The pandemic changed the mm-hmm. dynamic back. It was a huge thing to see Goldman Sachs fall below J.P. Morgan Chase in terms of influence because Jamie Dimon had this mammoth balance sheet that, that turned out to be a weapon mm-hmm. that he could use. So is Goldman ahead now? G- well, Goldman, is, to, to Jamie Dimon's point about we lost deals, um, he's not going anywhere. How is Jamie Dimon only worth $2 billion? <laughs> What a loser. No, it's not about what a loser. With the amount of control and influence he has. How much like, should he be worth? I think he's got to be a 20 to... Sandy was a 20 to $40 billion guy. He, was, he guy, would, have been, a, be a he would have been a magnificent treasury secretary. Him? Diamond. Diamond. His name was in the running. Making two hundred grand a year. No, yeah. thank you. He'll go back to running uh, no, J.P. Morgan No, I, I disagree. I think he's a patriot. I do, th- you I think do he's too. A, I, don't, I don't disagree with yeah. that. I think he's a patriot. Well, then I think he but, would serve his country. But I, but I think he's in the right place right now. I think he's in the right place right now. Diamond is a patriotic moderate, and his left is basically on social issues because he feels he doesn't want to be on the wrong side of history. He is very predictable, and I think I think very very highly of him. You know, people of faith might say, "Well, I don't agree with some of the social, you know, side of him," but I I think he's a moderate patriot. Yeah, every time I speak up for Jamie Diamond, my Twitter feed just goes poof. With what do they say? That, they just all bankers are evil. Wait, I thought Sandy was a twin. Oh, and you get all the Rothschild Bilderberger. Huh? Oh, my gosh. Please don't hit. We can the, draw a line from Sandy Diamond back to the Rothschilds and Bilderbergers. Don't hit the conspiracy theory button. Uh-uh. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm envisioning where these tweets are. Oh, my gosh, yes. Well, Danielle is all about the, the, the creatures from Jekyll Island. She's, oh. like, all about that. God. She wrote a whole book about it. And, and you know, so that we're not going to go there, do we? No, let, we're not. Let, we're let's not, go to taxes. Let's talk moments in let's history. Talk. How about before we talk taxes, taxes. Let's, let's please add them. Let's talk about Elon Musk, okay? <laughs> let's talk about Elon Musk because I think uh, Elon is inspiring Adam. I think Adam is gradually also... Starting to have a thing for aliens. I don't, I don't know why, but I think, you know, gradually, you're talking a lot yeah. about aliens lately. Adam in space. Yes, I, I can see that. I can see that. It's interesting how you flirt th- in space, I though. I think our audience is interested in this story as well. Okay, let's talk about like, audience. How many times yeah. are you going aliens? to... Are you going to go back to Elon Musk? I, I want to know how many times you're going to re-watch Saturday Night Live. I, think I know it's you've already be, got it recorded, mm, right? I think pre-recorded. Elon Musk hosting SNL is going to be a, a ratings bonanza. You know, it's because of him going speculation. Because of him going on SNL, Dogecoin is on fire up. You know, just because they're thinking he's going to mention it on SNL. But let me read this to you. Elon Musk arrives in New York City with family, brainstorms SNL ideas with paps, with people out there. This is a TMZ story. Elon Musk still doesn't seem to know what the heck is in store for his big debut on Saturday Night Live. And it's even escorted, resorted to asking... uh, photo, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, paparazzi folks, about what skits he should do. The t- uh, Tesla CEO was in New York City Tuesday, days ahead of the, taking the stage at NBC Studios where he'll be hosting SNL. And the moment he showed his face in the streets, he was swarmed mostly by autograph seekers who shoved dozens of Sharpies and photos in his face. The one thing on everyone's mind is what he's got in store for Saturday's show. 
He regurgitated some ideas he was uh, spitballing on Twitter over the weekend, including Baby Shark and Shark Tank merging <laughs> to form Baby Shark Tank. Doesn't seem like he's touched base with SNL staff quite yet. What do you think is going to happen? So I don't, I don't think we've ever seen anyone like Elon Musk. Okay, so traditionally, who were the we talked about uh, the Bezos of the world? We talked about Gates. We talked about Buffett. Last, we've never seen a multi multi billionaire with such a big personality and a weird personality. All right, this guy's clearly banging aliens or has fascinations about that. All good, but someone with this much money. This much power, Danielle, we can go there. You should show, pull up a picture of his girlfriend, Kai, just so Danielle understands what we're working with here. Stay on SNL, keep okay, going. Okay, well, stay on SNL. So you had a bet with Kai. Jesus, a, a, a couple months ago. Now pull up the more recent picture. You had a bet with Kai a couple months ago. Who would be a bigger draw on the Joe Rogan podcast? You went with, yes, exactly, Danielle. Now you're on my team. Um, Kanye West or Joe? Kanye uh, Elon West Musk. or Elon Musk? Was wasn't even, even close. close. I won that ten bucks before the show even started. Kai, you still got that ten Nine bucks from Kai. Nine. Kai bet on Kanye. You bet on Musk. Who yeah. won? I mean, Big time. Unfair. Not even close. Unfair. This is gonna be. Don't blast Kai like that on TV again. It hurts his I, ego. Well, I don't know. It's from you Norway. Know, don't do that again. He's, he's a big boy. You can take it. I thought it was Finland. This guy's got a. What's he, the difference? This is gonna be a ratings bonanza on SNL. You've this is gonna be way bigger than Eddie Murphy. So many Norwegians. It's gonna be just way just bigger. We will hear from the principal of that Norway school that That's listens true. to podcasts. Keep going. I think this is gonna be the biggest SNL episode ever, potentially ever, ever. ever. Um, because he has a, a, a bigger a, than Chappelle, bigger than Murphy, yes. bigger than Trump, yes. bigger than any of these guys. Yes, yes. John Belushi yes. back from dead. I think it's Babe. gonna be. Babe. I think it's gonna be the talk of the town on Sunday. Who's John Belushi? And I think it's gonna be Said one of those like car wrecks. Ouch. John Belushi. I think it's going to be a car wreck situation where I don't think he's actually that funny. I think he's like, he's got childish humor. My hope is that he can actually make fun of himself. Like, it, it'll go very well if he can embrace making fun of himself. Maybe he can call up the White House. I mean, if worse comes to worse, they can just hook him up to a teleprompter, right? Okay, there it is. Yeah, I, if he like makes can fun I of get Donald a boom Trump. somewhere? Boom, God. I think it's going to be a ratings bonanza. I think it's going to what be What do you great. guys think? What do you guys think? What do you, what do you think about it? Think it's going to be a letdown? Or you think it's going to be like, you know how you go to a movie, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch Transformers 3. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Like dude, the, where the hell is Shia LaBeouf and uh, the Fox? What's the, 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 the other girl from... Uh, uh, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Well, yes. the, 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 I need Shia LaBeouf to be back in there. And you kind of like a letdown. Yep. Do you think it's going to be a letdown or do you think it's going to come up and show up? Yes, I do. On a 1 to 10, I think it's going to be a 2 or a 3. And it's going to be like the remake wow. of Wall Street where Oliver Stone just peed in the bed. How about yourself? I mean, I think... I don't think it's going to be entertaining as much as, as it's going to be intriguing. Yeah, curiosity. People, yeah, people are people can just they're, they're just going to want to know. You think it's going to be like a car wreck? Like everyone wants to see what's going on, but it's not going to be. But it doesn't funny matter. I mean, for for people who worship him, and I mean, he is probably one of the most worshipped people on the planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything he says is, I mean, hero worship. He's talking up a joke. Yeah, well, that's why I think Dogecoin is the bubble of all bubbles. I think it's a complete joke. It's, it started off as a joke. It still is a joke, but just yeah, but people are... You're just that upset that it's a dog, not cats. So that's get true. off it. Well played. Cat well coin. played. What very do you good. think about Elon Musk on SNL? What do you think is going to happen? I think it's going to be very interesting. I think he is a unpredictable guy, and the world loves mm -hmm. unpredictable that's characters. True. An unpredictable character can come up and say anything. He's going to push buttons. The question is mm -hmm. going to be... Who's he going to challenge when uh, the movie 
the, what's the recent movie that came out? Is it Godzilla and, uh, 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 what is it, Godzilla King and Kong King Kong? And Godzilla, yeah. He tweeted about it. He says, I love this movie. There was a subtle shout-out to conspiracy theorists, a shout-out to podcasters, a shout-out to this. He likes that, so I think he's probably going to do something with conspiracy theorists. I think mm-hmm. he's probably going to do something with the w- number 42069, Doge. Uh, Bitcoin. I think he's going to probably touch something to do with Jeff Bezos. I think he's going to take a shot at Can't Amazon. Oh, yeah. I think he's yeah. probably going to take some kind of a shot at po- possibly Newsom, California. I don't know. I think he, I think he, you don't know what direction he's going to go, but yeah. a lot of people right now are sitting there saying, they should I hope have him my do a name skit. doesn't come up. They should have him do a skit as an Amazon driver. Him just, as an Amazon driver. Yes. That'd be hilarious. Yes. This is, what, this is the kind of stuff hilarious. he needs to do. Make fun of himself. Yeah. Make fun of others. But but let me this ask. This is you, a legacy type. Who of show. would you rather have on SNL? Him or Bezos? Who's going to do? Question. It's not even a question. Oh gosh, it's not even a question, right? I think Bezos. Although I'd like to see him and Bezos and Amazon delivery van do like carpool karaoke. That'd be great. And I'd like to see Noam Chomsky and Thomas Sowell. Great. So. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see that more than I'd like to see the other one. Okay. All right. If we cover that, so one are we? There, tu- are you going to tune in live? There's what? What is it? Saturday, this Saturday night. Saturday night. You're going to be in Miami. You're Maybe gonna be tuning in in Miami. Maybe. Okay. Yes. Uh, where am I Saturday? Weather without the cats. Here? Saturday, I'm still, at least <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, I'm, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to definitely gonna tune, tune in. in to see. Tom, you tuning in? Nope. Bedtime? What time is bedtime? It's not bedtime. I think it's Kim's birthday. No, it's okay. Mother's Day. No, that's, that's Sunday. That's the following. No, no, no. We're doing, we got some very big business things happening in one of the other companies. And so Saturday is Mother's Day. Yeah, that's okay. our Mother's Day. Yeah, but Sunday you're not celebrating Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, that's what I'm doing the same thing. We're and, on then, the, and the next day, we're on the same you and little Dean are flying. Yes. Dylan got a suit yesterday. You I got Dylan. We're doing it. Mother's Day? There's a law against that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it, the price for the gift doubles. So if you can meet that requirement. Move it. Yeah, you can move oh, it. Oh, look at Danielle. Look at baby. You can buy Danielle with a... If I was told you're not going to get one but two pair of, right. of, of, of shoes with red soles, I'd be like, sold! Sold, yes. We'll change it. One day is all we're asking for. So anyway, so that's that part. Let's get to the story of taxes. I want to do this tax story on page oh, nine. Go to page taxes. nine. Taxes, taxes, mm, Mansion, taxes. mansion, mansion. We're trying to so, talk about mm-hmm. SNL. You want to talk about taxes? Wealthy okay. may face up to 61% tax rate on inherited wealth under Biden plan. That's a CNBC story. Uh, 61% of the Joe Biden tax plan, according to a recent analysis, as part of his uh, American Families Plan, Biden is proposing to nearly double the top tax rate on capital gains and eliminate tax benefits on his appreciated assets, known as the step-up in, ba- step in basis, combining the estate tax and a new higher capital gains rate, the repeal of step-up in basis could bring total effective marginal tax rates as high as 61%. Are you kidding me? According to an analysis from the Tax Foundation, the rate would be the highest such rate in nearly a century. I'll give this to you, and then I'm going to give Eyes a Janet Yellen update right afterwards. Oh, no. Go ahead. Tell us about this. Well, it's, it's asinine. There's not really much to talk about. It's not. I mean, I'm assuming you're supportive. You're, you're really looking forward to the tax hike to 61 percent. Look, we are all a, the great social things we can do together, all the great programs. But I'm all over philanthropy. But you're going to decimate philanthropy if you do this. That's correct. I mean, if you think about the Ford, Ford's come up three times, the Ford Foundation and what it's done in this country and so many other family legacies that have mm-hmm. done things that the government wouldn't and shouldn't do. Shouldn't. I mean, there's always a place for philanthropy, but not with that tax rate. It's not. And by the way, <laughs> it's like, did, did I say China? I mean, they, they've got to love things like this. They have to. I mean, there will be people who leave. 
there will be people who get up and leave the country. Where are they going? Belize, Costa Rica. There's a bunch of places out there that you can live very nicely. I mean, you do have to kind of live off the grid. Singapore is at the top. You put Singapore there. I mean, I mean, Singapore is definitely a place for the wealthy to live. It's not Hong Kong. You, you think people are actually going to leave? I think that you would have a handful of people who left. I mean, think about, okay, September the 9th, 1850, California was admitted into the United States. Okay? Every single year since 1850, the population of California has grown, dot, 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 until preliminary census data suggests 2020. There was a 70,000-some-odd net loss of population in the state of California. You can't tell me that people don't try and flee high-tax high tax cities, states. Mm-hmm. But what if it's the country? From 1850 till 2020, it's grown. It stopped 170 years later, 2020. Shout out to Gavin Newsom. Oh, God. Give me back that electoral vote. Okay, let's take a vote. One of you, 57, now 56, or something like that. It's, um, Kai, how many did they have? That's exactly right. If you look at at California losing a seat, that's exactly right. That's exactly. Major Williams, our guy, needs to use that stat right there. Major Williams needs to use that stat right there. Shout out to Major. Okay, speaking baby, of your, who's speaking out? Speaking of your man crush, where does Elon Musk hang his hat? Austin, Texas. That's true. In Boca Chica. Boca Raton, Boca Chica. There it is. But think about it. I don't think anyone's moving to say When you said a handful, are you literally saying a handful? Like how many people are leaving the country because of this? Genuine question. Who's going to Singapore? Some people are going to Puerto Rico these days, but that's still Some part of the country. Some business models you can move. Some business models you cannot Eduardo move. Severin? True. the truth. True. Mm-hmm. Some people are moving to Puerto Rico. Like, hey, Pat, come to Puerto Rico, be part of the 420 program, pay only 4% taxes for 20 years. Our model doesn't work. Yeah. We, we, I wouldn't be able to go over there anyways. But I know a lot of hedge fund managers who've gone there. Sure, I, I know. But and that's all they need is a computer. That's, that's the difference. Certain jobs you can. I pay taxes in every state I'm appointed in. Yeah. Mm. I'm still paying taxes in California. Every, every quarter they come, hey, Pat, here's the cut the taxes. Check, 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 check. You know I'm, what look, I'm talking I, about. I'm yep. not saying it's the right thing to do. And by the way, <laughs> It's, I mean, talk about the midterms. I mean, if, if, they, if they try and raise taxes to this extent, mm-hmm. the midterms will be even So uglier. you don't think it's going to go to 61? You don't think this is going to pass? I, I can't see it happen. I can't see Manchin letting it happen. So, so are you familiar with the Reagan Tax Act, uh, uh, what was it, in 1986? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know the numbers on what he did? Yeah, David Stockman, trickle-down economics. But do, you know economics? What he did? do you know actually the numbers what he did? No, you know the but numbers I, what he but did? I, but I know he I know the capital gains change released released dollars that ran into both philanthropy and venture capital as a historical fact. So he brought ordinary income, Kai, help me out here. He brought ordinary income from fifty to twenty-eight. He raised lo- lowest marginal tax rate from eleven to fifteen, okay? And he brought uh, uh, capital gains to twenty-eight. Everything was 28, 28, and the lowest went from 11 to 15, is what Reagan did. Mm-hmm. And it passed, right? And obviously, a couple of years later, they have some changes to it, but he brought from 50 to 28. To go to 61% here, I mean, this is catastrophic if this passes. If it passes, say it does pass, if it passes, you're talking about people leaving to another country. You know, when I hear this story about people leaving to another country, it reminds me when Democrats said, if Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. OK, 
okay, look, I, I'm, not, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, and I'm not saying that big names will do it. But the hedge but fund saying, guys, some I'm, podcasters, I'm, yeah. some engineers, some coders. I'm saying people, people who have enough wealth to care, but they can do their job, as you say, anywhere. Booking. I'm out of here. Yeah. 60%? That's nuts to be thinking about that direction. They're going. Let me read the Janet Yellen story right afterwards, because mm. I know you're mm-hmm. a big fan mm-hmm. of hers. Janet Treasury. Yellen brought to you by Maybelline <laughs> and CoverGirl. Treasury's Yellen, Biden programs to make big difference to inequality. Reuters story. U.S. President Joe Biden's overall proposal, which includes stepped-up spending on infrastructure, child care, and education, will make a big difference in inequality. U.S. Treasury Secretary, Secretary Janet Yellen said in remarks released on Tuesday, Republicans have criticized the proposed tax increase Biden expects to use to pay for his proposals. But Yellen said the effect of a change in marginal tax rates is much less powerful and influencing growth in either direction, adding that her aim is to make sure government deficits stay small and manageable. Yellen also suggested U.S. interest rates may need to rise to prevent the economy from overheating as more of President Biden's economic investment programs come online. So do you think the rates are about to increase dramatically? And if yes, how dramatic? Okay, so... She got her hand slapped that day. Huge. The, the Nasdaq dropped 400. The Dow was off by 350 points. Uh, somebody. Do you called, think she cares? Uh, she re, she renounced her statement that day. That what day, I meant to say was she is the Treasury Secretary. She is a political appointee. She is no longer the chair of the Federal Reserve. Interest rates are not her purview. That is. The, the singular purview of Jay Powell. That's like Jay Powell coming out and saying the Federal Reserve advocates for a strong dollar policy. The Fed's not allowed to talk about the dollar. That is the sole pur- purview of the Treasury Secretary. She crossed a big line. It was highly, highly inappropriate what she did, and she had to come back and walk it back because Jay Powell had spent the prior week telling all of America that he wasn't even thinking about, thinking about reducing quantitative easing, reducing... Yep the pace at which money is being printed. He was on an evangelism tour. He was uh, for a whole week. And she comes out and just slaps that. And by the way, you've got to stop growing the Fed's balance sheet before you can even get to raising interest rates. She skipped right over that process Mm. and said that she saw interest rates as rising and the market threw up. Yep. But it wasn't her place. So what are you saying? You're saying rates are not going to go up anytime soon? No, she was speaking with the brain of her prior job. I totally get that. Yes. I got the point. What I'm saying is, do you think rates are not at all going to go up anytime Reserve soon? The Federal Reserve is not going to increase interest rates anytime soon. Is he going to keep his commitment of 2023? Because that's what he said in the past before. We'll see. The pressure is building on Jay Powell like you've never read. Because as mentioned, input cost prices, whether you're talking about copper or, mm-hmm. l- or lumber is whatever it is. Crazy, 36, Insane, yeah. insane. But shipping, freight uh, costs are, are higher than they've ever been. We don't have enough truck drivers in the country. Mm-hmm. And now labor's more expensive because Biden's policy is paying people to not work. Correct. So you, and, and labor 60% of any given company's cost structure. Correct. Is labor. If, if Jay Powell is going to be facing companies that are that are challenged with extraordinary inflation and for him to hold the line through 2023 and watch this thing blow up and and it's it's hard to see him holding the line unless unless 
these unemployment benefits expire, which that this is what he's banking on. He's banking on September the 6th. He's banking on companies being able to hold on long enough to wait until unemployment benefits expire and people are forced back into the workforce. Exactly. I, I completely agree with that. And there's also something that we missed that came out of the Charlie and Warren show. Charlie stole the headlines with all of his crypto and Bitcoin. Oh, I hate it. It's terrible. It you know, supports, you know, kidnappers. Charlie Munger, you're saying. Yeah. The, the kidnappers, domestic terrorists, and people that can go, you know, and use the you know the the dark side of the web and by the way, I'm texting something to Kai to share, so I'm on my phone now because then, of that. Now then, here's what they forgot, and I, I don't think you missed it, um, and we haven't spoken about this in advance. But I know this is not something you would have missed. Charlie and Warren spoke for ten minutes that they are already seeing inflation that could be as mm -hmm. high as six to seven percent yep. this year in America, yep. and he said we are seeing costs pass between our companies, where companies doing business with each other. He mentioned sugar and coke. He and now you've already brought up transportation costs, shortage of uh, truck drivers and uh, lumber. Mm -hmm. And where we have a, actually you brought up correctly, we have a, iron ores at a record today. <clears throat> there you go. So they're already saying, you know, uh, is nobody paying attention here? We're, we're seeing a six to seven percent inflation this year. And it, and it could be it could be even greater. And we're, and we're seeing it all right now. All these houses and everything in South Florida going up, that's also driving up rent. That's also driving up property taxes yep. because it's all ad valorem. The property tax is a trailing indicator that follows the increase in housing prices. So if you have an increase in housing prices and a lot of transactions, all those transaction houses now are retaxed, or excuse me, they're rebased and they're taxed tomorrow. And we're wondering why Biden's already talking about a fourth stimulus check. Correct. Because without extra money, all of a sudden households are going to get slammed. What did you think about all this and their talk on inflation? I sat back and I'm like, why are they giving Charlie a headline on crypto and Bitcoin? What they just said about inflation, inflation is horrifying. Was much, yeah, it was. And 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 you're right. Charlie I Munger has no. I, I've I've Warren Buffett invited me out to Omaha years ago, so I I enjoy Charlie Munger's company much more. One of those little sapio unhinged. <laughs> I mean, he says, there, yeah, there you go. It was a sapio moment. In my world. I can see that because yeah. on the opposite side, there's nothing else going on there. But Warren Buffett got... Warren, a, just keep saying EBITDA. EBITDA, EBITDA, EBITDA. He got a ton of criticism because he didn't talk about anything controversial in his annual letter. People are like, wah, wah. This that, week, Saturday. Uh, no, no, no. His annual letter, which came out prior to right, this. Right, right, right. So I think he wanted to exert his influence. Yeah. And he took... That's what we it, talked about. And he used the microphone to do it. He did it for a reason. It was a vanilla letter because the other shoe was live. Yeah, I mean, and he is, but, but when, you, when you say interest rates are going to rise, you're taking a political shot at Janet Yellen saying, meh, two trillion more, four trillion more, won't make a difference. We had the tools to fight inflation. She, she says it over and over and over again. We have the tools to fight inflation. Not if it runs off the rails and slams the economy into into a recession because companies cannot afford when it. She, how do you stop the inflation right now? What 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 question. Munger and Buffett were talking about? This is not government driven inflation. This is market driven inflation. How are you going to stop it? How are you going to suddenly invent more lumber to increase the supply of lumber tomorrow morning? Bring the cost yeah, down. But by twenty twenty two, we will have the sawmills. We we will have extra capacity. But next but year right is a now, long time. About right it's now, it's a long time you, from now. You can't you can't stop what's about to happen economically ahead of the midterms. It's going to be a slaughter. Part of the midterms, 16 months? Yeah. Hello.
Confidence is pretty high, though. By the way, if rates go up, do you think rates are going to go up in the next five years to the six, seven, eight percent numbers or no? Well, the problem is that the, what, what they're flirting with and what they're flirting with is, is and, and Milton Friedman would tell you this, we've had a 40-year run of falling inflation, falling interest sure. rates. 40 years. Normally Post these- Postcarders, 18%, so whatever, CDs were paying right. 16.5%. Milton Friedman would tell you that if you let the inflation genie out of the bottle, it's really hard to get her back in. And that's when things run off the rails, especially when we're spending money like we're drunken sailors, the government. No, we, we are drunken sailors. Yeah. yeah. No, maybe they want that. Maybe they actually want that, if you think about it. I think that Biden thinks he might be the next FDR, which makes him delusional because his infrastructure plan has to be put in hyper quotes. It's, it's the actual infrastructure spending being proposed is less than what Obama proposed coming out of the financial crisis. And Obama already. It's crazy. To it's be insane. About that. It's in. I mean, we, we, there's trillions and trillions of dollars of infrastructure spending that could put Americans to work. I mean, according to Mr. Chomsky, they don't want that job, nor should they have to take it. Um, so. Now, hang on a minute. These are shovel-ready projects that I got out there. Obama himself came out and said it didn't work. Obama himself. When did I say that? <laughs> Can we go to a couple other stories? I want to do one story. I want to do the AOL Yahoo story because there's some some interesting uh, <laughs> stories behind that Just with Yahoo. Loss. Huh? Just a small loss. Yeah, what a story, though, if you think about it. Okay, so Verizon just sold AOL and Yahoo for $5 billion. And a new company will be known as Yahoo going forward, a business insider story. After just over five years of ownership, Verizon has sold its uh, ownership stake in Yahoo and AOL for $5 billion. The telecom giant announced on Monday morning the new company formed by AOL and Yahoo will be known solely as Yahoo and the new company owner is private equity firm Apollo Global Management. Marquee media groups being purchased in the deal include uh, IngaJet, TechCrunch, Yahoo Finance. Other notable products in the sale also include AOL Dial-Up Internet, Customer Base, Yahoo Mail, and Yahoo Portal homepage. Verizon originally purchased AOL back in May of 2015 for $4.4 billion, and Yahoo in July for $4.83 billion, making the sale of both companies for $5 billion, about a 50% overall loss. Thoughts? Quite a haircut. Yes, it is. a huge haircut, and Apollo still might be overpaying. I mean, did you see part of the deal is the AOL Dial-Up? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. So, guys, we got the dial up. Hang on. Isn't it like 1.5 million people that are still paying like $24 a month? Yeah. It, it, I mean, there for is. For what? AOL dial up? Because for they forgot to cancel? Uh, or something. My understanding is it's 24 to $26 million a wow. month that's sitting there. Folks, if you're that's listening to this and you're paying for that, you may want to go take a look at your credit card bill. You may still be paying $24.95 from 20 years ago. Well, it just shows how. The world has changed so quickly. You're talking about AOL and Yahoo. Were they not the two biggest internet providers? Yes. Yeah. In the year 2000, I mean, I still got my AOL account that I'll they give were, to somebody right. if I don't want them. They were disruptors. Spamming my email. Time. It's crazy. Yeah. AOL was a network provider, and Yahoo had partnered with the um, the Arbox, like SBC, mm-hmm. and they were providing. So SBC was providing, you know, the DSL, early DSL to your home. What happened here? This is the fallacy of expanded product. What happened is Verizon went out and bought a bunch of media assets that they thought were going to pump through phones and do things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, Verizon tried to build a thing called Vcast as its own network, a TV network that would be on your phone with all this interesting content and everything. And they were going to be, you know, they were going to be the cable system on your phone. And what they failed to understand is they were a platform. 
the mobile platform was a platform. And you have media out there already. You just have to figure out how to get the media on it and make a buck on it. Apple figured out 30% please for the, mm-hmm. we're the platform with the phone. Were we going to make stuff? No, everybody else will make stuff. But we'll take 30% of everything that comes through the toll booth. That's what Verizon should have done. That's what Sprint should have done. They were fools. And so they went out and bought all this. Remember, Huffington Post was part of this. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they was. They, yeah. were, they were spun out of this. Yep. And they got a guy named Tim Armstrong who came here and they rebranded oh the whole gosh. thing. Oath. I think it was Oath, you know, yep. as I recall. Been, and they're going to the do building. this. This can be different. And Tim Armstrong also said, oh, by the way, we're going to do something else with, um, with AOL. We're going to have citizen journalism. He had a name for it. Remember, it was all going to be citizen journalism that gives you local stories that are very interesting and everything. I said, I already have that. It's called Twitter. I just hashtag Dallas. You know, I have all kinds of citizen journalists up there. Um, and so this is just the fallacy of this. I... What's really funny about this is when GoPro hired people, I believe it was from HBO, and they said, "Hey, we're going to make the we're going to make the GoPro media network, and we're going to do our own media and everything." Why do you have to do that? You sold millions and millions of these cameras. All your customers are making all the media. You curate it and offer it. You're not the media company. Yep. But there is a fantasy about being the the content creator, content provider that GoPro and Verizon had, and it was this is just a remarkably bad idea. And I happen to agree. When I look at this and I put it through my thought in terms of private equity, I don't think I don't think Yahoo, I don't think these two companies are worth two billion dollars. And I think set your clock. Mm, Apollo's yeah. going to dish this off to wow. somebody, and it's going to mark down again because it's a five billion dollar write off for um, Verizon. So if you want to buy Verizon, you've got uh, potential some losses. That yeah, discount. The I, price. I just I, I just took a deep dive into private equity um, for my weekly and. Private equity sitting on $1.6 trillion of dry powder. And they can't find targets, which is the same problem they, with they SPACs. They have nothing to buy. And I mean, if you look at the post-pandemic, there was like five minutes where they could buy distressed companies, and then Jay Powell came in and did the bailout. So their window for buying distressed closed quickly. So now they're paying, I'm going to be, this my Warren Buffett moment, they're paying 11.4 times EBITDA. We've never seen multiples like this in private equity. But they can't. they have to get rid of the money. They ha- I mean, and, and public pensions are we talked about growing the money. Yeah. By the way, do you know what was the maximum? The the high, problem too. Do you know what's the highest AOL was valued at one point? Market cap, highest ever. You know what AOL was highest ever? Take some ever. guesses. I like guesses. What do we got? What do you guys? think? If you're listening to this, give me AOL and give me Yahoo. What was Yahoo worth the most at one point? What was AOL worth the most at one point? Mm. God, highest no. ever market cap. Circa 2000. What's the number? What do you think? I, I don't recall. But it was Just probably, throw a number out there. Probably the morning that... $250 billion. Gerald Combined, $250 billion oh, or c- Combined? No, I was going to say... AOL is yeah. $250 billion and, and Yahoo's what? Same. I mean, Microsoft okay. just crossed $2 trillion, right? So What are you going to say? A while ago. By the way, th- th- this is $5 billion they bought both of them for. So just yeah. keep this part of mind. I, I, maybe $100 billion. A you piece? Make, I'm saying AOL, but you okay. can AOL is bigger AOL than AOL Yahoo. Markdown. You can find... Follow the AOL Markdown game, starting with um, AOL Time Order, bought by Time Order. I think Tom, it's Gerald what's the Button. number? Just give I, a number. I, I don't know. Okay, Tom, AOL just was. Guess. This is now. This is not a test, buddy. It's not like no one's failing or AOL. Four billion. Four billion. Four billion. Yeah. Four billion. Way off. AOL was a two hundred billion dollar company. Hmm. Ding 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 Max, ding 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 ding. You got ding, it. Ding, AOL wow. was a two hundred billion dollar company, and Yahoo was a hundred billion dollar company. Max, do so you know when it, billion combined. The, the moment where you saw Yahoo kind of go in a bad direction, you kind of went in that direction, is when they bought broadcast. If you remember when they mm-hmm. bought broadcast from Mark Cuban, they bought broadcast from Mark Cuban on right. April 1st, 99. You know for how much? 
$5.6 billion. They bought broadcast for $5.6 billion, which was a Mark Cuban company, more than AOL and AOL, AOL and Yahoo today, which when that company sold in that time, three years later, they shut the company down. I think 30% of the shares uh, Cuban owned, one, uh, 70% was uh, Wagner's shares. And from that point on, Yahoo was like, wait a minute, what just happened here? We just bought yep. a company. We wrote it off three years later. The check went over there because one year, you know, the company grew 250% when they went public, mm -hmm. so market wanted it, they got it. And also at the same time, if you read Ted Turner's book and you follow his uh, history, when did his demise come? When did his fall come? Is when he went and did business with the Time Warner AOL, that whole merger yep. that took place. Looking back, he lost control when he was leading. Everything yep. was good. The moment he had no longer had voice, he no longer had any influence. So there are certain dealings. You know, you do certain acquisitions, certain things work out good, certain things don't. And we're running at record, record run rates yeah, uh, last two in months. America me, yeah. right now. Speaking of expensive celebrity divorces. Which one are you talking about? Ted Turner. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's another one. Wow. Yeah. Back. Well, the, um, two, two points here. Warren Buffett said in his latest annual meeting, do you know what percentage of companies that were the top 20 companies in the world are still in, in 1995 are still in the top 20? Oh, this is the S&P migration over time. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how many? Hmm. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So like all these companies that were just gangsters back in 2000 are, are nothing now. And that, then, that's why we have to, we, we need to home grow our scientists and mathematicians because we need to come up with whatever the next generation is going to be. If, I Adam, remember, if Adam has it his way, it's not going to happen. It's happening. We're going to space. Me and my way, cats are going to space. Yeah. Well, it's funny is I remember being in, like this was probably in early 2000s. I was senior in college and I remember asking friends, um, all right, who do you use as your search engine? Because I was still using Yahoo. And there was like 10 people in the room and everyone used Google. And I was like, what do you mean? Yahoo, guys. They're like, no, nah, I don't think about that. Yahoo. And one engineer everyone, said Lycos. Yeah. And so they were all moving to Google and I was still on Yahoo. So and that I, means that at some point you're going to understand the space race thing? One of these days. Wow. Just, you just got to play catch up. Oh 100% of people were hey, interested in 1960. Adam, Adam, hang on. 20% of people were interested You think 100 per, How do you know 100% were interested in 1960? I was in, in high school then. I remember. I'm an old <laughs> wow. man. I'm an old soul. Did you hear she just did? By the way, your lip is bleeding. She hit you pretty good there. Okay, I can take it. I Someday take you'll it. understand the space. Adam, Adam actually can't take it. See, Adam, there's a spectrum, right? So a one is two shots and a panther, right? Two shots of tequila and a panther. Mm -hmm. And a 10 is a space race. You're just living at three. We just need you to come on down. Yeah. I know I offended your dad. This is the rocket scientist. It's okay. We'll figure things out. Watch what's going to happen afterwards. God He's rest come his soul. Say, no, so you're talking <clears throat> shit about my dad? <laughs> what? You're going to see how rocket scientists fight, by the way. It's legit. You know how they do it? They actually don't fight. They just blow up your office, yeah. what they do. Tom, Tom had a reputation. Oh, I thought they were going to pull out kid. their pocket protector and stab <laughs> See, me or something. You know, something. Adam's office, the set is gone. No, that's it's, you. It's like, are, uh, did you just you say know, pocket burn. protector? No, no, they're just okay. taking he wins. He's a, an old soul. He just said pocket protector. I told you. Yeah, they're just... Pocket protector. No, no, no. They would, they would did take... you ever wear a pocket protector? Can Be you imagine real. how many people are Answer listening right question. now who are Googling Never. Pocket, pocket protector? What the hell's that? Were you ever into guys that wore pocket protectors? Hell no. Why not? I thought you were a uh, uh, sapien, a uh, brain sapien. What's that word? What's that word? <laughs>
I thought you were homosexual. S-A-P-I-O-S-E-X-U-A-L. So you're never into the guys with the you parking protectors? Gonna, okay. Right. You just, and less than two hours later, you <coughs> don't even remember topics. Did you guys see what happened in Colombia or no? Did you guys watch any of the video on what's going on in Colombia? It's not looking too good. So let's read that. I had some friends from Colombia said, do you mind covering the story? So I say let's just go and talk about it. What page is it on? Page 11. Colombia. Um, this is the police. Heavy-handed riot police bring wave of criticism on Colombia. This is a Bloomberg story. Colombia is facing a wave of cri- a wave of criticism from foreign governments and human rights organizations over heavy-handed police tactics during recent protest demonstrations erupted last week in protest against a plan by the government of uh, President Ivan Duke to raise taxes. W- uh, more marches are planned by labor union Wednesdays, even though the tax proposal was withdrawn and the finance minister resigned. The UN Office for Human Rights state said in a statement that it was deeply alarmed by police opening fire on demonstrators in Cali, Colombia's third largest city on Monday night. And this led to 20 people who have died so far in the recent days and clashes between protesters and uh, security forces. The police said that nearly 600 officers have been injured and that they have been repeatedly attacked with firearms Defense Minister Diego Molano said that Colombia is facing a terrorist threat from organized crime gangs who are seeking to destabilize cities including Bogota, Medellin, and Cali. What do you think about what's going on there? Philosophical, looks like they want to make it the next Venezuela, and the people are saying, we are not up for that. We saw how that works out. Mm -hmm. We're not willing to go there. Do you think, who wins in this battle? Who wins in this battle, the people or the socialists? Mi gente. The people. Okay. I mean, look, we have a Venezuelan and a Colombian sitting right there uh, in our control room, in our control Sam, tower. who wins, Sambel? Who wins here? You, you have family in Colombia. The people. You think the people win? Yeah. Have you spoken to your fr- uh, family in Colombia? Yes. What are they telling you? What's happening over there? How bad is it? So basically, it's over the reform of the taxes. Yep. Also, it's because basically the reform is saying uh, we're going to raise these taxes, but then still the country is totally shut down because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. So they're like, we're barely getting any food, any money to buy food. And now you're getting us, getting that money out of yeah. us. Like, how are we going to make, how are we going to survive? Mm-hmm. And, and what do you say, being from Venezuela and your family haven't left, what do you say to folks of Colombia? Keep fighting because I told this Adam before the podcast. I honestly believe me being Venezuelan that Venezuela is screwed already. Oh, I I, I lived in yeah. Cara- I lived in Caracas before Chavez came in, and he's made a train wreck of that country. And people have to remember that Colombia is has been Colombia borders Venezuela, so Colombia has a ton of Venezuelan refugees. So they know what the other side looks yeah. like because right. they're with them. And they're I don't I don't I don't think the Colombians are going to stand down on this. No, no, no. I have friends in Colombia too, and I keep I keep telling them to keep fighting because I do believe they have the chance, but they cannot stop. Just keep pushing. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Right. They have the cl- the case example of what not to do literally right next door. Yeah, I mean, so border, I mean, so. social media wasn't a thing when Venezuela right. was basically taken over, but now the world's watching. When right. we were speaking to Juan Guaido's camp, am I saying the name correctly? Yes. Juan Guaido's camp, mm-hmm. he was going up against Maduro. We offered to want to interview Maduro. We'd come to Colombia. I wanted to sit down with them. They said no, but Guaido's uh, camp was open to it only if we conduct the interview in Colombia. So the interview was in Colombia. So even not they Venezuela. felt not Venezuela. not Venezuela. They felt safer in Colombia. But imagine if Colombia goes in the direction of Venezuela. Imagine what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what they need. Um, and 
in a macro sense. So they have two problems there. It's like Greece, where they have these failed government policies that just is a disaster. And now they have to press the tax button, which was the austerity plan, which is the opposite of tax. You get nothing. So mm -hmm. you're getting taxed and you're going to get less as a retiree in Greece. And that, everything blew up over there seven years ago. So first of all, they've got this tinderbox that's been created by bad government policy for the people. The second thing they have is they've got a corruption element. And what they really need is similar to what happened in the Philippines 25 years ago when Benito Aquino came back. Unfortunately, he was assassinated as he was stepping off the plane. But Corazon Aquino and Laban helped stabilize what was going on in the Philippines. Remember this? Mm -hmm. It was messy. It was tough. It was 10 years getting things on its feet. But there is a voice that is needed, and somebody needs to rise up. I think in the days of social media, it gives candidates and people opportunity to do that because I think Colombia can survive. But I agree that people can't stop. They got to no, keep they can't. not burning things down, but they got to keep the presence of the people to put the pressure on it because they need a new they need a new leadership in the government uh, because it's a combination of Greece and corruption all together. And, but they've seen it played out, and it doesn't have to end badly, but no. it's going to be a long walk to get But there. look how they're spinning it, though. Defense Minister Diego Molano said that Colombia is facing a terrorist threat from organized crime gangs who are seeking to destabilize cities, including Bogota, Medellin, and Cali. So, as Sam said before we— Is there we, some of that? Sure. As Sam said before we came on, they're taking a page out of the United States playbook. That's what they're doing. Of course they are. Yeah, they it, saw what worked and let, let us do the same it's, thing. It's propaganda. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, it, it, there, there's something to be said for, I mean, there's some bad stuff going on down there. Look, Peru's about to elect a very leftist president on the cusp. Uh, in, in Brazil, the, the, the current Bolsonaro was part of the military regime that existed in Brazil. He just had the, the head of... of, of of Brazil's largest oil company stepped down and he replaced him with a military guy. So there's some bad stuff going on down in South America. It's if, not, not good. If you're the United States, you look at this from a macro perspective. Central America is already a shit show, right? With everything, the migration, everything that's happening, coming through Mexico, showing up at our borders. The last thing we need is South America to turn even more reckless and Especially ridiculous. when they do most of their business with? China. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Well, the good news is I think uh, the, the president here, Ivan Duque, he already axed the tax proposal, and apparently the finance min minister stepped down. resigned. Does he have a choice? We'll see. I mean, but but we're with can, the people. Well, why, with the people. Why, let me go into the story with India. So coronavirus, uh, how India descended into COVID-19 chaos. This is a BBC story. In January, February, the national number of daily cases fell under 20,000 from peaks of 90,000 in September of last year. Prime Minister... Uh, Modi declared COVID beaten and all places of public gathering open. And soon people were not adhering to the COVID pr uh, safety protocols. Thanks in, thanks in part to confused messaging from the top. While Modi asked people to wear masks and follow social distancing in his public messages, he addressed large unmasked crowds during his election campaigns in five states. A number of his ministers were also seen addressing large public gatherings without wearing a mask. The Kuma, the, the Kumbala, a Hindu festival which attracts millions was also allowed to go ahead. Anyways, this goes into the number of India initially wanted 300 million people vaccinated by July. But it seems the government did not do enough planning to secure vaccine supply to run the program. On top of it, it has opened the vaccination for adults without securing vaccine supply. So here's a number we're looking at. So far, only 26 million people in India have been fully vaccinated out of a population of 1.4 billion. And about 124 million have received a single dose. India has millions more doses on, doses on order. 
but still far short of what it actually needs. This is what they need. The federal government needs 615 million doses of vaccinate to vaccinate everyone above the age of 45, about 440 million people. There are 622 million people ages 18 to 44, and 1.2 million doses, doses are required to vaccinate them. Catastrophic uh, situation going on there. And here's what China did. They, they have pop-up crematoriums. That's a scary. By the way, you were talking about yeah. 400,000 people a day. A day. A day right a day. now. Yeah. By the way, the United States has fallen down on this. Maintaining India as a key ally means that we should have been sharing, hey, this is how you distribute vaccines. More proactive with them. I mean, we, we ha- I mean we've done it. We've distributed. We, we, we've done it, and we've done it successfully. It was planned beautifully. We have yeah. people in our military who can be advising the leadership in India. And and what have we done? It's like there's Mr. Magoo in the White House. I didn't say that. <laughs> Chinese government authorities deleted posts mocking India's. I'm, I'm going to read this, and I'm going to turn it over to you, Adam. Chinese government authorities deleted posts mocking India's COVID-19 tragedy after receiving backlash. This is another business insider story. Images on social media. By the way, can you try to find this image uh, of uh, the pictures posted on the article? Images on social media posted by two Chinese official uh, accounts are drawn rebuke for appearing to mock India's catastrophic battle with COVID-19. An account linked to the ruling Communist Party posted an image on Saturday comparing this country's successful launch of its Tyan module into space with lines of burning cremation pyres in India. The image posted by government central political and legal affairs commissions on Weibo account was captioned, China lighting a fire versus India lighting a fire. It carried a hashtag noting India's coronavirus cases Top 400,000 a day. Multiple other government accounts run by the police and law enforcement agencies shared an image too. Posts were deleted after many Chinese Weibo users expressed anger at the insensitivity expressed. What are you thinking? Well, I think um, China learned a few things from dealing with Donald Trump. Uh, you know, how to do a trade war uh, and how to be a troll. So this, uh, the, the, this response right here is very Trumpy of China to basically troll a very sad situation that's going on in India. And then the only reference that I have for India is that they were actually doing a great job beating the coronavirus, and then they pulled it to Sean Jackson and basically spiked the ball at the one-yard line, and the game has completely changed, and now they're the poster child for basically taking your eye off the ball when it comes to COVID. Tom? This goes back to what? Daniel said earlier, about an hour ago, we were talking about uh, where's the dependency on uh, vaccine manufacturing right now and who would be happy to sit on this side of the line and let mm-hmm. India twist for a little while. Yep. China. Absolutely. This, think, is, this, is, this, is a, this was not a dig. To, China's loving this that right now. Post, India, this that, was a dig to the United States. That post was screw you and I'm not going to help. Yeah. Because, That's exactly how Why don't I you turn to your well, friends I, in the White House and see what they're going to do for you? Well, what would happen if India says, China, we need your help? That's the only person that can give them 1.2 million doses. Of That's doses exactly of right. Did they go begging, saying, hey, please help us? I mean, the magnitude of this tragedy is hard to, I mean, I can't. How does China react I, to I, I Does China say no? How do, you, how do you wrap your head around 400,000 people a day? How does China respond to it, though? If they come out and publicly ask? Yeah. Oh, I, I think that puts China in a really tough spot. But, but, but you're talking about Modi here. Do you see that happening? You don't think he I would don't do it see that happening with Modi. I don't, I don't, I Why just, would they be in a tough spot if they did it publicly? 
Well, because it would if yeah, China it, didn't do it, that would seem as a very you know tyrant. It'd be, and it, what do they care? They they have they well, don't give a shit. everyone talks shit well, about look China at the anyways. Challenges they have with China. No, 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 no. The, the, the Europeans are getting on the on the human rights train. They, they've China's under a, a microscope right now. And you now, think they care? The CCP globally. cares about human rights. They care if they, if they, want, if they want to get Africa, if they want to get yeah. some other nations, they have to act like they do to get into other smaller countries to yep. have to, to have control. They have to seem magnanimous. They do. They're already in Africa. They have major infrastructure investments that are manipulating yes, they do. and By the putting way, those countries into the debt trap. This morning, did you see CNN's uh, Instagram account this morning? Kai, can you pull up that article this morning? Six reasons why young adults need to get vaccinated. I think that's what it says. Six reasons why young, healthy people need to get vaccinated. Go to the next one. Long-term consequences of COVID can be quite serious for young adults. Can you oh, flip the screen to go on that instead of ours? Go ahead, Tom. You see the guy, Josh Skidmore, the first comment. Six reasons why CNN can work. <laughs> I'm looking at the woman who gave birth to nine babies, two more than expected. On the bottom. Yeah, I saw that as well. So long-term <laughs> consequences of COVID can be... you got to hear point number six, by the way. Long-term consequences of COVID can be quite serious for young adults. I cannot tell you how many people I've taken care of in the ER who are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who are never sick enough to end up in the ER with COVID, but who now have long-lasting respiratory difficulties. Okay, fine. So long-term. Keep going to the next one. Uh, strong and healthy immune systems can backfire. Some young, healthy patients have suffered from COVID uh, uh, storms. That's basically when an immune system overreacts, which can cause severe inflammation or other serious symptoms. When young people do succumb to COVID-19, pronounce that word for me. Cytokine storms are often a factor, said Dr. Paul Offit, that uh, was really the story of the 1918 pandemic, the flu pandemic. We have U-shaped curve. It was a young and old dying for different reasons. Okay, go to the next one. This is next uh, third reason. If young people don't get vaccinated, it could leave everyone vulnerable. We get that. Go to the next one. Getting vaccinated will help the economy. Many restaurants, bars, movie theaters, and supporting menus aren't open at full capacity either because the COVID-19 case numbers are still too high or because not enough people have been vaccinated. Go to the next one. So they're, they're, so the reason why restaurants are not opening up is because of the people, not because the U.S. government. That's what they're saying. Vaccines can save people lots of money. COVID-19 could get very expensive medical bills, lost work days, and potential for more doctor's visits if you get long-term effects from COVID. Okay, keep going to the next one. Getting vaccinated can up your dating game. This is the one, okay? <laughs> for those on dating scene, getting vaccinated or being open to getting it is the hottest thing you could do, said Ooh. Michael Kai, spokesperson for dating site OkCupid. He said, users who answered yes to will you get the COVID-19 vaccine have been liked up to 25% more than those who answered no or chose not to answer. In just three months, Tinder had a 258% increase in profile mentions of the word hmm. vaccine spokesperson Dana Balch said. So I, I, I there you have I don't it. know. I saw big media coverage of crowds in Daytona Beach, crowds in Miami, crowds in Sao Padre Island. It doesn't yeah. look like the youth were waiting for uh, vaccines vaccine. last summer. To I'll tell you, it depends itch. on where you are. I mean, I, I, I've taken two trips to New York in the last few months, and people are really, they're like, yeah, I got over the hump today. I've, I've, you know, and they're like brandishing. Excited. They're like, yeah. wow, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm having a blast. I know some millennials who, who are like the same way. I, my co, The co-founder of my company, we're sitting at lunch, and he's like, this is my first lunch out, Danielle. And I'm like, excuse me? He's like, yeah. I waited two weeks after I got my second vaccine, and I'm like, Congratulations. But there are some people who take it pretty seriously. It is true. So, so here's the crazy thing: what happened with Bora Bora? We're supposed to be in Bora Bora in four weeks. We get a letter from Bora Bora. Oh. Here's what: Did you hear about Bora Bora? 
letter from Bora Bora saying there's only two ways you can come. We're taking like 150 people. We're there. open, there's only two but... ways you can come. You can come only if 100% of people are vaccinated or if whoever comes is willing to quarantine two weeks after being here to go back to the States. Even walking off the plane with a negative test, two weeks quarantine. So Maldives is open. Turks and Caicos is open. But if you want to go to Bora Bora today, you need to take a vaccine shot for them to let you in. You so need needless to, show to the say, card. you're not going to Bora Bora. Not our group. So we are okay. looking at yeah. a couple other options right now where to go. We're supposed to be there in four or five weeks. So now we're looking I at a few couple what, other options. I, 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 I take my hat off to the Bahamians. Yeah. Bora Bora managed... They're doing, really, really They're, They're doing a really, really good job. They're doing a really good job. I mean, the, and you saw what happened with Australia. Prime Minister saying anybody that wants to come here from India, if you travel to India, you cannot come back. Or else, it's a fifty thousand dollar fine and what is it? How long in jail? Fifty one, uh, fifty one thousand dollar fine and you'll be in jail for a month, two months, maximum penalties of five years in jail and a fifty thousand dollar fine if you come back. If you're an Australian citizen, you fly back from India to Australia. It's a fifty one thousand dollar fine and five years in jail. That's what the Australian Prime Minister said. Scott Morrison, okay? So if you ever go to India, make sure you don't go to Australia because they're going to put you in jail for five years. That's not a good Probably idea. Probably will not be going okay. to India. Gang, anyways. we've had a good time with you. If you enjoyed today's, uh, yes. We have a video from Tom Zenner. Oh, do we? Is it ready? Yes. Hey, yes. Tom. How you doing, Tom? Let's hear what Tom's got to say. Zenner in the house. Put it so up there, he buddy. he has a video here. He said, uh, let's see. By the way, it's a risk when we play. We don't know what Tom's going to say. No one knows what Tom's going to say, okay? Could be controversial. Dun, dun, could be controversial. Yeah. Or it could just be an Zenner, what is on your mind? Cardinal book. Are cats involved? So obviously he wanted me to preface this. Uh, he left last night. He's been following the podcast, and uh, he has some very helpful advice. All right, let's see what he's got to say. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Patrick, Danielle, Tom, Adam, you got a full house and a great show. I'm watching. Thumbs up all the way for me. And here's the deal. Today on VTPost.com, I'm going to continue some of the themes that you guys are hammering so far. Number one, Elon Musk. How stupid is that cast of Saturday Night Live for putting up you know, some roadblocks to him being on the show? It's going to be highly rated, but for one reason alone, they should want Elon Musk on the show. The after party. I guarantee you he will spend at least $700 million before tips on the after party. <laughs> By the way, Pete Davidson <laughs> is the one guy that's for Elon Musk, and we'll have a story on that. Now, I'm obsessed with the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. I just can't get enough of it. Today, we're going to do a story on the house in Seattle, the sickest house in the entire it really country. Is, Who though. gets it? Entire country. Who's going to get possession of that house? We've got that story today. And here's my theory. I don't think Bill Gates is a sapiosexual anymore. No, I think he's going a completely different route in round two, and we're going to see that play out with who he's dating in the future. And finally, Adam, this is for you. Now, I want you to think about this. Pull a Bill Gates. Go back to the ex-girlfriend. Redo the breakup settlement. Give her the cat. Yay! Trust me, ah. you don't want it anymore. To get married, you have to give all the attention to your woman. Shout out to my videographer here this morning. Now, Adam, I'm going to leave you with this. Shanda. If you continue <laughs> to have cats, this, I believe, is going to be the options for you for marriage. I don't think there's a chance in hell. I don't think there's a chance in hell. Well played, Tom Zenner. Adam, you're the full package. You can be married by the end of the weekend in South Beach if you get rid of the cats. All right. Have <laughs> it a ain't going to happen, everybody. is it? Everyone's hating on the cats. Mom, man, Tom, you are hilarious.
Way All right, buddy. Tom. Hey, go to vtpost.com and give the man a shout out and subscribe for a dollar a month for three months, and then it's three ninety nine per month after that. With that being said, take care, everybody. Daniel, thank you for coming out. Tom, thank you for coming out. Great to be here. Good we to be here. Do thank this you again so much. Next week, Thursday, we're off on Tuesday because we're in Dallas, but we'll be here next there week, we Thursday. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.